1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the 22nd episode of Tales of Tamriel. Sorry that we missed last week, but uh, Thais and I had a friend come over, and they visited for the weekend, and we were unable to make the show, which is alright, I guess. Uh, We needed a a break, I I guess. 21 episodes straight was kind of rough. Um, No, I'm just kidding. We love doing this. But... uh, yeah we're back and we got a lot of stuff to go over as always i am your host a and with me this evening we have the lovely she who is mad at me for naming all of my mounts franklin days how are you doing this afternoon
0: i am fabulous It's, it's a great day we've been swimming it's just amazing stop naming all your pets franklin
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, we've been swimming, and um, I know in uh, the Quest Gaming Network for their Elder Scrolls is off the record, they start a show by saying that they took all their pants off. For me, you know, it's about time for when I'm ready to start a show because I take my shirt off because I'm always hot. But this sunburn on my back is making me even hotter. I am dying over here. It is, it is rough. Anyway, we also have a returning guest, our friend and PvP meathead himself. Deltia of is Gaming, how are you doing today?
2: What up? Hey, glad to be back for real. Yeah, ready to talk some more Elder Scrolls and be a meathead.
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome. And I want to thank my co-host, my guest, for joining us today. Uh, well, since we didn't have a show last week, we have two weeks of news to go over, and man, there's a lot of it to get into. So, without further ado, let's uh, rip through some of these show notes, shall we? All right. First off, um, let's start off with uh, eh the guild spotlight. They did a guild spotlight last week for another one of their um, another one of their guild events or guild community events, and it's for a French guild by the name of. I'm not even going to try to pronounce. It. I'm sure with it being French, it has a type of I don't know accent to it. But it's essentially Metatron. So it's a French guild, Metatron. Pretty cool. I was looking through their stuff. They represent the Ebonheart Pact, so automatically, you know, yay. (laughs) Yay, Ebonheart Pact. Ebonheart Pact is awesome. Um, So if you are a French-speaking player and uh, are interested, you should go check them out. They are active every day, and they like doing PvP bounties. Apparently from 8:45 to 10:30 C.S. C.E.S.T. So um, most of their people come from France as well as Switzerland and Belgium. So kind of a neat little European guild. Got to give them some exposure. That those poor European communities over there. But uh, if you're interested, check them out on the main website. They look pretty awesome. Next up, uh, some smaller news, but something I thought was kind of neat. Everything from rot meth to Sajama, ESO shot glasses. I think this would be more interesting news if we had shot glasses here on the show that we could, you know, test. You know, test. Did you guys uh, see the shot glasses? Uh, Deltia, did you see them? They're on the Bethesda store?
2: I have not. No, I've bought so many, so much stuff from them lately. I don't need to buy anything more. I didn't get my 30 days free either, which makes me mad. We'll go over that probably.
1: Mm-hmm. we will we will and i i feel you on that one um but it's pretty neat they're actually shot glasses that have the emblem of each of the factions on them and i they're pretty neat i mean i'm not a heavy drinker but i think i would try it if i had one just because it's authentic what do you think Thais? how much is the price tag on? i see you have it up there
0: 30 bucks. And they look pretty cool. They really do. And I think if you were to ever do a shot of anything, you'd probably keel over instantly because uh, you really are not a very heavy drinker. But they, they do look really nice.
1: I'm the only sober Nord in existence besides the tavern in East March, the sober Nord. I know. It's crazy. Is it $30 for the set or $30 for one? Does it say? $30
0: for a set of three. Yes. Oh,
1: excellent! Excellent. One for each That's pretty cool. All right. Next up on the purchase train, new ESO leather accessories. Now, I'm going to say this right off the bat. And um, when I first saw this, the first thought was of a Varwin from Quest Gaming Network and the man purse. Because don't worry, buddy. I love it, too. And I want it. The leather (laughs) man purse is awesome. What do you guys think? I know, uh, Thais, you were looking at a couple things. What, What do you think?
0: Oh I, I love this the, this the messenger bag. I definitely want one, although what I'm more interested in is the leather notebook because I, I kind of have a problem where I'm addicted to notebooks. Don't know why. I just love having them in all shapes and sizes. So the notebook looks amazing with its little leather tie.
1: Neat. I, I think they have a they had notebook. they had a keychain, a wallet, and the messenger bag. Both look really neat. And how much is the messenger bag? Just so I know.
0: Are you sure you want to know? Because it says it's 180 bucks.
2: No. Oh, it's really not that much, is it?
0: That's what it says. And when I click oh. on it, it says that it is authentic, special leather. That better
2: be authentic. And that's for that.
0: that's why. Oh, there we go. The high quality, genuine leather.
1: <sighs> $180, huh? Man, they better give me a free month of ESO with that. Speaking of free month of ESO, if you pick up the Heroes Guide to ESO uh, this month, they'll give you a free month of game time up until July 6th. I'm a little peeved about this because I bought it on day one. (laughs) What do you guys think? Deltia, give us your thoughts.
2: I did buy it. I didn't buy it on day one like you, but yeah, it's just another thing that kind of, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? can't go back in time it's like buying a computer you know the day you buy it it becomes outdated type thing so i don't know i'm just happy with what i got so i'm enjoying the game
1: i love the heroes guide and and for anyone who is interested in these physical things i gotta say it is a gorgeous set um all all three of us here on the show have them and they can tell you they are they're really well put together and i I think it was worth the money, personally, especially as a collector. I mean, yes, some people argue that it's throwaway money because that's essentially what it is because it's, you know, swag for a video game. But if you're into it, I don't see what the problem is. But I've spent a lot more and gotten a lot less uh, from other stuff. So uh, but if you are interested and you've been kind of teetering on the edge of whether or not you want to want to get it, I say jump on it now. Cause it's essentially $15 off. It'll pay for your ESO subscription for one more month. So check it out. Heroes guide that's out on the Bethesda store. And, uh, there we go. All right. We're going to move on to the next part of the news. Um, still, we're going to do a lot more in the community programs and they released another battle master corner. This time the build is called the storm conduit <coughs> sorcerer. OP, <coughs> um, and it's kind of neat. They are a sorcerer, and they go through giving their skills. They look like kind of like a shock trooper is what it reminds me. And I'd actually probably use this build if I, a, uh, if I played a sorcerer. Looks like they're using heavy armor, two-handed weapons, critical charge. Um, pretty neat stuff. Ace, what do you think about it?
0: Oh, I, I really like this since, you know, I'm, I'm kind of running around in heavy armor anyway, and I am a sorcerer. Although I don't use... I, I, I use my staff. I really do enjoy my staff. But I, I like this build. I, I really do. Except that I, I'd probably make a few changes instead of using the two-handed axes with the plate. I'd probably be using daggers with my lightning spells like, you know, the one before. I like it, though. It seems interesting.
1: I I do like it, and to be honest, this is pretty much the type of play style that I would prefer to play, Um, even though I'm a Templar. If I do a Sorcerer, it will probably be something very similar to this. Um, Deltia, since you're the PvP meathead with us, looking over this set of skills, do you think this is more of a PvP-type build or more of a PvE-related build?
2: I mean, I think it's more of a PvE-related build. It just really depends. Like, um, a lot of the PvP abilities are based off of roots and CCs. What can you remove that from you? High burst, because the battles don't last very long. So, I mean, it's just another build-type thing, to be honest with you. I'm not that impressed by it. They're not releasing, like, the super overpowered builds like Kipster, the guy from uh, the guild, will tell you about. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's like Dragon Knight healing. Eh, I mean, you know, but this thing. Eh, okay. Not, right. not too impressed, sorry.
1: No, no that, that's fine. I mean, we all, that's the best part about this game with all the different skills and stuff. We can make our own builds. I I tend to see this really is a, if you can get close, it's fine. But in PvP, I, I think this would just get destroyed. Because, um,. Heavy armor, as much as I love heavy armor and what I prefer to wear both aesthetically and and just because, you know, I like the feel of it and I like the survivability. Anyone will tell you that heavy armor, if you're not making a defensive tank type character, don't even bother. Like the way he's building it as a DPS with that two handed great sword. um, He's he's not pulling out the min max numbers here. He'll get. He doesn't have any of the stamina regen from the medium armor or anything of that nature is what it looks like especially from the photos um so i don't know if that's if you switch that around but all the pictures it's heavy armor so yeah full plate even says it up there um
2: yeah no one runs full plate that's I mean having heavy armor is really good because it has health generation all that but if you're trying to do dps you're you're losing a lot of dps having a five piece uh, light will get definitely give you a lot of crit. There's no diminishing returns on crit. This is one game where it doesn't matter, so you want crit in other words
1: yeah and see, I would run around in full plate. For my solo or duo PvE only, because the survivability is nice, and I'm not really worried about nuking something down. But anything like uh, veteran dungeons and trials, if I was trying to actually go for a specific, you know, if I'm filling a DPS role, I'm going to go with the. And I know some Elder Scrolls fans will hate me for this, but there's a reason why they call them cookie cutter builds, because someone did the math and went, listen, this is what. If you're going DPS, this will push the most amount of DPS. Hence, why we all play the Elder Staves online. Um, because oh, there, yeah. it, it is. If you're going DPS, Destruction Staff, Light Armor. If you're doing anything else, you're doing it wrong. If you're going for a min-maxing type of thing, but Can I, 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 I say would do something? Yeah, go for it, man.
2: Big shout out to Kipster in the guild. Um, Basically, he's like a, a big time gamer. Like, I mean, you know, he's really doing the trials and being successful at it. And so I asked him if I could get some advice on our guild, like how we're built and what we could do. And he really came in here for about an hour to our team speak and explained everything, like all the top trial people, what they're doing. And it made a huge difference. So uh, big thanks to him, and basically everyone's using a distro staff that's DPS. You can't get away from it, and I know the game was designed on, you know, builds are important and this and that, but just like any other game, there's going to be a way to find out what's the best, and it looks like people have already found that out.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and we'll actually be talking about something a little later on that... uh, um talks about different builds and stuff like that later on in the news but yeah right. love i love kip It's cool i like doing shout outs for him because he's my my rent to kip in the guild he's awesome i actually watched a stream of him and his guild doing um a archive the other night and oh yeah it, they did really well they got it down. i think they got it down in under 15 minutes now with a couple deaths it added a few minutes of time I think they cleared it in 20 minutes or something like that but it it was pretty impressive how they had it and they were just they ripped through that. Okay, off that rabbit trail we're going to move on to the next part of the community programs and it's another lore master's Arch- archive inexplicable patron. Um Again, I'm not going to read these because these lore things we kind of go into in the show, especially during our book readings, but this one is about uh, Minfalia, one of the Daedric princes, and it actually is really cool. It looks like they just pulled in a book from the game, and they, they uh, explained the lore and did a little bit of a story, as well as a little bit of Q&A based around uh, Minfalia, as well as some of the other dark, bad as they quoted Daedra. So if you're interested about reading a little bit about our I, I guess I shouldn't say friend because I guess uh she's one of the bad Daedra princes. But if you're interested in checking that out, you can go see that on the official Elder Scrolls online page. It is definitely an interesting read. It really is. Okay. Moving on to the next section. This is going to be the last of the news that we're just touching on. Um, cuz this isn't something that really interests me nor could I talk intelligible about this but they had an AMA on Reddit from the audio team at Zenimax. So if you're into any kind of uh sound production or anything of that nature, it is definitely worth the read cuz they kind of they don't really talk about the game really so much in in real detail but they they get real deep into the technical side of things and if you're into uh music or sound production it is definitely worth the read uh you can find that over on reddit on the elder scrolls online reddit um i know Thais didn't really see this she wasn't really interested in looking at it because i know i read through it and it was a hard read uh deltia before we move on did you actually see this
2: i have not no not yet it's
1: inter- like I said it's it's a, it's a niche kind of thing. If you're mm. interested in sound design, it's worth the read, but if that does not interest you or you know, you don't understand it, it is it's a tedious read cuz I don't understand it all that well and I went through it cuz I'm a I'm an IT related person. I work in in IT as a system administrator. So I get technical side of things. I was seeing how they kind of built and uh, worked with the game but this was mostly all sound production interesting but if you don't understand it it's hard to follow so it, it it was neat it was definitely neat because they the entire team got together they all answered all the questions it was really cool but if you don't have an interest in sound design it's i i wouldn't bother there's nothing ground earth shattering ground shaking there for the layman form of players. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> We're going to move into the next set of the news and this is going to be patch notes. In the time that it took us to record, we had two sets of patch notes come out. The first patch note was 1.1.5. Um I'm not really going to go over this in great detail cuz it's now kind of out of date and that featured kind of quest fixes as well as incremental patches before the second game content update. Um, so, it was a smaller kind of little pre-patch. They had some bug fixes. There wasn't a lot of one there. If you're interested in checking it out, however, please go to the Elder Scrolls Online forums under the patch notes sections, and you can read through the notes. Now, the big news is patch 1.2.3 came out, which was their content patch 2, and which is also good why we didn't have a show, because it took the East and I four days to patch the game, because this thing was Huge. <laughs> I know people are like, where were you guys? Are you bored of Elder Scrolls? We're like, no, we're not bored. It just literally took us four days to patch the game. (laughs) So um, first off with this, the overview, this is the second major content update with an introduction to the veteran Crypt of Hearts dungeon, as well as many other fixes and refinements to gameplay, quests, and more. We have also added a new field of view slider for first-person view and improved overall interaction at the world. We're going to go down through the bullet points here and we're going to talk about them. First off, Veteran Crypt of Hearts. The Veteran Crypt of Hearts is open and they talk about the story a little bit. Did the only person in in the show right now that could actually talk about this? Deltia. It's a Veteran Rank 12 dungeon. Have you touched Crypt of Hearts yet?
2: Unfortunately, no. The reason being we usually have three Veteran Rank players on a night Veteran rank 12, that is, but not four. Uh, So we're starting out small. So uh, a bunch of us are leveling up. Well, I'm done, but we're just farming gear for the others. So no, not yet, but I've done every single one of the other ones, um, and those are a blast, so I haven't checked this one out yet.
1: All right, well, I I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit because I think it'll kind of fit in with this. The veteran rank dungeons, the ones you've done so
2: far, what's the difficulty like? Um, to be honest with you, even if you're a VR 12, you're probably not going to be able to pug them by yourself. Like, but if you got a good group, I mean, we can, we can three man them now, but it's going to take some time, you know, especially for pugs. It's like, it's not going to work out really well for you. Um, unfortunately, but I think they're hard. They hit really hard. Um, tanking's very, very hard because everyone's used to kind of the tank doing everything, and and really everyone has to survive. Everyone has to be able to move and coordinate well, you know, get out of the red type of stuff. So it's not like if you're used to other MMO dungeon stuff where DPS just sits back and doesn't have to kite and CC, this is not going to be for you. Um, so, really, you're going to have to do everything, and maybe even off-heel. You're going to have to CC a lot. Everyone's going to have to participate, and that's really hard for some people to get. I've tried to pug some of the dungeons. It is an absolute nightmare. You can do it working your way up, but once you get to veteran content, it's just it's not doable, basically. I haven't found it to be, um, at least. So... It's a lot of fun. Healing really matters. I mean, really. Um, Kipster told us some tips and it really made a huge difference. Um, Our healers are great too. But um, yeah, tanking is so hard and so is DPS. I mean, DPS have to actually kite and run around and stuff. So every role is critical. You can't have a weak link in the chain where in other games I felt like you could and just a tank, a strong tank could carry you through or a strong DPS could just rip through stuff. So that's my opinion on it. That
1: actually really excites me, because even doing the dungeons that we've done so far, and again, during the leveling process, they were, "Eh, okay, they're kind of whatever. But uh, I helped helped, uh, Rage Philosophy in the guild. He's uh, from Quest Gaming Network the other night. We just went through the lowest level Fungal Grotto, just the two of us. And I'm a VR1, and he was 28. And there were a couple times where... Uh, we were still like you know normally you can solo stuff that's that low of level in other games they still they they would if you weren't careful if i had to toss a couple emergency heels a few times because i was thinking we'd go in we'd rip through it um but no they actually if we weren't on our toes they uh they would have ripped us apart i'm excited to try the veteran dungeons though this is really exciting because we did um the level 50 version of uh what is that dungeon now do you know what it was the one we ran with Kipster um in... the spider one no no that one was awesome too but uh the, the highest level one in in Cold Harbor uh well we can't remember it right now oh uh, yeah forget which one yeah. <laughs> it's the one with the mad architect in it and now it's driving me nuts I can't remember it the
0: vault of madness
1: there we go vault of madness And that was, even for not being a veteran-ranked dungeon, and we actually had Kipster Tank, and then I think at the time he was VR10, because this was before VR12 came out. And we still, we wiped once or twice. We wiped a lot on the one boss till we figured out what we were doing.
0: Once or twice, try, I don't know, seven or eight on the one boss alone, because we just couldn't figure out how to move around the area and not set our butts on fire
1: indeed so I, I think with most dungeons once you learn the mechanics and what's going through it becomes a little easier because the next time yes. we went through it was a lot easier but uh, i'm definitely excited to see that the veteran ranked dungeons are not a joke and actually another part of the news they did was uh, peer into the crypt of hearts where the developers talk a little bit about how they went around designing the crypt of hearts And they actually in the video and everything that they showed, they said this is this is some of the hardest content that you'll experience because we've really ranked up these veteran. These veteran dungeons are meant to be the quote unquote small group end game, if you will, and it really, really is rough. So I'm excited. I really am. I'm hoping to get into them pretty soon. Okay, Uh, anyone have anything else to say about Crypt of Hearts?
0: I'm nope. excited to try it.
1: Well, we got a little while to go, babe. We're VR1, and that's a VR12 dungeon.
0: That's okay. We, we may level slowly, but I know that we'll get there.
1: Excellent. Next up, Field of View Slider. Um, allows you to move to a 70 degree to 130 degree uh, field of view. I've played with it, and I adore it. I think it's awesome. I think I've set at 130, but I, I, I took the in as soon as the patch was up. And I went into a room and I faced my character at a wall that I I clearly put a picture in between at the center of my sight and I started adjusting it so I could see the difference. And there is a pretty, it is pretty neat difference. Uh, have you played with it at all, Deltia? No, I haven't. I don't
2: play in uh, that perspective because I like to you know see everything. But wh- how do you even set it? Do you have to go to first person and do it, or
1: you don't have to? But it's nice to get a feel you actually go into your settings and then in camera and there's a little slider for first person now what i did is i went into first person so i could get a perspective of what the degree field of view was so i started at the center and i found a spot where you know if you're just running around it might be kind of hard to see a difference between 70 and 130 to me it wasn't that hard to see the difference but it was easier for me to pick a, an object and the distance to set as my focus, and then saw the my you know peripheral vision expand or contract based on how I slid the bar. Hmm. Um it it definitely like it just moves everything a little in close. Like you can't see as much. Like the picture is mostly in your center view at the smallest. And it allows you to go out a little bit further at 130. Like the best way to see this is pull out a weapon and hold it in your hands. And see how it looks because at 130 you can see more of the weapon than you can at 70. It, oh. it, it's it's kind of neat if you're into the first person, which I am for immersion, sake. you know. But again, that's when I'm solo questing. If I'm doing any kind of group content or PvP, third person all the way. I need situational awareness. Right. I I can't I can't imagine doing like a veteran dungeon or a trial in first person view. You would bring your entire team down. You really would. (laughs) No situational awareness. It's like, huh, something smells like it's burning. Maybe it's the fire you're standing in. Mm All right, we're going to move on to the next section. Picking up armor and weapons. Again, this is is something that I think the original Elder Scrolls players will really enjoy. And I've noticed that when I started opening chests and stuff now. That you start getting armor and stuff out of just... Chess, they're pretty much worthless because they're they're a low quality they're a white item they sell for zero gold uh, you can't upgrade them through crafting um, but if you deconstruct them it's, it's barely worth deconstructing them and they rarely yield usable resources I probably deconstructed upwards of probably 75 of these zero gold items not got a single thing out of them in terms of usable resources but they did oh. move my inspiration bar up a little bit not a lot but a little bit so eh, they're good for a breakdown or if you are desperately desperately need new armor because they seem to be the level of the zone so like if you were leveling up and you didn't really get new armor and you went to the next zone. And the next zone is level 20 zone. All the armor you'll pick up is level 20. Because that's the first thing that happened when we went to the VR zone. Every single thing we pick up is veteran rank 1. Yes, it's low quality. But uh, if I was still wearing like level 30 stuff, it might be considered an upgrade. You know, it, It's definitely a cool thing. It really is. And actually, one of the coolest things... You can actually rip armor off weapon racks and stuff like that now. Like, I was literally doing this, just going up to the weapon rack, going, I'm stealing that. And you see it get ripped off the rack and thrown into your pack. From an Elder Scrolls fan, it's really cool. It it adds to your immersion. It makes the world feel alive when you walk by and see a mace sitting on a weapon rack and go, hmm, five-finger discount. And just steal (laughs) it and run off. Thank goodness the justice system isn't in yet.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> Segway.
1: <laughs> Segway, but I did the segue too early. Next part of the patch, improved interior lighting. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. face, what do you think of the improved interior lighting?
0: Um, I didn't see much of it because, you know, when I'm in game, I'm not really indoors. Cause the, and that's where you really see a lot of it, but with the stained glass windows, because I know you and I were staring at windows for a while, it moves with the time of day, and it's it's really pretty with the shadows, and it's bright with the window. It, The, the improved lighting was an amazing thing to add. It adds so much more realism to the game. I... Aesthetic-wise, I think it was a wise choice to, to improve.
1: Delty, have you seen the uh, new, the new uh, lighting for interior?
2: Yeah. yeah, love it. I mean, it's just, yeah. It, this game is very beautiful graphics-wise. It really is. And it just adds to it. It does. So I'm glad they're going to continue to upgrade the graphics. It's, it's pretty impressive, the quality of this game as far as graphically.
1: You know, a lot of people complain about when the game first was announced that the graphics look pretty bad, but I got to say it it looks absolutely gorgeous. Like I said earlier on, and I know you can probably will shout your agreement with this later on, the armor models generally were bad, but the environmental models are gorgeous.
0: I completely agree with that. One of one of the things when I when we first got the game and we were in the beta, I was complaining about the character models. Not so much their faces and their body type, but the way their clothes looked. I, I didn't I didn't like it at all. But the environments around your character is full of life and everything's moving and it's it's crisp and it, the world just feels real which is what you expect from an elder scrolls game and they did an amazing job so adding this type of lighting just they keep making it better and better
1: one thing that i pointed out or uh, that they asked me and i noticed is when you go in here they actually took a lot of time on this the, sh- the light moves based on the time of day so like when you go in there like the pictures that are on the website that we see right now, you can see the sun coming in. It looks like maybe late afternoon. The sun will actually move and the lighting actually moves like the sun goes based on the time of day it is in the zone. So when you go in one day, the light might be facing a different direction. It is really, really neat the the amount of detail they put into it. It, It's just, that's one of those little things. They could have improved the interior lighting and let it stagnate. You know you walk in and it's oh look, you can see shadows on the ground. oh that looks great. I doubt many people would really notice that the light doesn't move based on the time of day outside, but they actually took that into consideration, and it does when it when you go outside and it's you know sunset, the light's shining in from the uh from the west and it's shining up against you know the the wall it looks really neat and it moves all the way around it looks really really great anyone have anything else to say about the uh interior lighting
2: it does make it i just i like it makes you feel like a, a vibrant i mean immersion this game really is good at and that's why i keep playing it you know it's just you feel like you're in a different world and that's what a game should feel like
1: indeed indeed like i think uh 'Cause my game patched about a day before the Isis did. So I wasn't gonna play. I went on, check my researches cause we play together, it's one of the things we do. But I went into the building because I knew this is one thing I wanted to look at. I think I sat and stared at the light for like twenty minutes, just sitting there watching the light coming through the yeah. through the glass. And that just that enthralled me. It was fantastic. Alright. Do you have updrafts? In, in your robe, like, does does wind kind of catch underneath and give you a cold breeze? Well, rejoice, because now you can craft light armor jerkins for added comfort and style. Amazing. <laughs> Are you a guy tired of wearing a dress? Well, now yes. you don't have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw that I thought that was actually really cool, because some of the light armor, specifically... The pants and the boots had a really nice style, like because I plan on my character near the end having part heavy armor and part light armor, because I like you know for my solo builds. And I particularly was going to wear a heavy chest and shoulders, but the rest was going to be light armor. And I loved the look of the pants and the boots because the way they were done, it looked really cool. But when you put those on and then you had a robe over top of it. You couldn't see anything like you you just lost the boots and you lost the pants. It just they got covered up. I like robes specifically in my heavy armor by the way I love the the robe Templarish heavy armor looking stuff, but uh for a caster I, I i would prefer just to wear pants, so kind of a neat little thing now you don't have to feel like a cross dresser if you're a guy playing <laughs> caster. you can now wear a shirt and pants, yay. Okay, solo versus group content callouts. Um I think this will definitely help the new players out than veteran players. I really don't think it's gonna matter to veteran players, but uh, now whenever you enter an instance, it does tell you what kind of instance it is, such as spindle clutch aka faces terror would now have a in parentheses a group instance or if you went into... A public dungeon it would say public dungeon so you kind of know what it is you're going into when you go into it
0: my terror has actually been upgraded to Celine's web because the final boss in that dungeon just totally made me want to poop myself
1: it really did it was hilarious if we ever get better internet we're streaming your face just kind of like one of those uh, two girls one cup video reaction videos Where you just sit here staring at us? yeah, okay, it's a dungeon. Yeah, what? A- <gasps> what is that? Oh no! It'd be great. It will be great and I'm monetizing that. We'll make millions. We really will.
0: <laughs> I'm glad my terror amuses you.
1: It was quite funny. It got to the point where when we were running that dungeon, she got so freaked out because of the spider she literally jumped up from her chair and ran out of the room. So it was like Kipster, um, myself, and uh, Oh my goodness. Uh, why am I I couldn't pronounce his name, so I feel bad. I'm so sorry. But we were sitting there going, "Well, guys, we're without a healer now because our healer just ran out of the bedroom and now she's somewhere crying in the kitchen." It was awesome. It really was. <laughs> All right. So, now they also had some fixes and stuff that I'm not really going to go over cuz reading patch notes for fixes and improvements can get rather boring. But um one of the notes that I really liked was large bows will no longer clip into your head when you're crouched in stealth. That annoyed me; it really did. It looked like I had a massive headache. But uh, does anyone have anything else about these notes before we move on?
2: Did are you talking about class specific stuff? Did you look at anything that
1: anything that jumped out to you that interested you? I know we're going to be talking about the uh, improvements to stamina. Based abilities and uh, Templar buffs later on.
2: Um, They did another slight nerf to my Dragon Knight on um, my uh, Talons. It definitely generates ultimate a a lot less, so they kept saying they were going to keep changing that, and I can really feel it, which is good, because it was at a point where I could just ultimate swap. So, looks like they have addressed that somewhat. Oh,
1: yeah, well, you know, you can't play the Elder Staves online if you're not a Dunmer Dragon Knight vampire with a destruction staff. You do that, you're just, you win. That's it. You win. You win the game. Giant I win button. So, stupid overpowered dragon knights.
2: Hey, we need a buff. (laughs) We
1: need a buff. Oh my goodness.
2: We need a buff.
1: All right. Next up on the notes, and this is actually kind of neat, they released a known issues. Uh, thread on the official forums for the content update 2 and one thing i gotta applaud zenimax on is the openness of you know what they're showing because a lot of game companies don't tell us this kind of stuff they're like yeah no we'll fix it in a later patch but they actually are keeping a running list of the different bugs that they've experienced so far and that have been reported to them with content update 2 and are actually giving people An idea of when it's going to be fixed like um, first off with the alliance war with forward camps that they're tracking several separate issues with forward camps these include disappearing range indicators forward camps being removed from the map uh, prematurely are not visible in the map at all and they actually have a status going currently testing fixes uh, for all issues to be released in a future patch now that seems kind of vague but what they kind of did is they color-coded it. So the red status means it's still being worked on. They don't really have an idea. And another one, they had a yellow status for, like, uh, frames per second drop. So any people who are uh, FPS junkies out there, um, there are reports of SPS FPS drops in larger battles than select campaigns, including Wabajack, a.k.a. the only campaign that's still active. Now, they do have a fix for it, and they tell us on Monday june 30th they're going to be patching it in
0: 1.2.4 i just saw something in this in this list remember when we went to the veteran zone and you were saying oh no this this kind of sucks the 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 recipes now go for zero gold it is a known issue and not intended so there you go
1: awesome because i just sold my recipes that were greens and got myself like nine gold so <laughs> I mean it wasn't a lot but it was better than nothing they were worth more than a lot of trash i'm picking up in the veteran rank stuff so I'm like, hey, why not junk and sell junk later on but uh if you're i think it's really really neat that they're being very open with us and having this running list and what they're working on so yeah anyone have anything to say about that
2: yeah, they've been really open as far as everything, their development, their failures, and their successes. I appreciate that from a developer because you never hear that, so it's refreshing.
0: Oh, I, I do too. I've played a lot of other games where you did not hear anything, even what if it was good. You, you You heard nothing. You were always kept in the dark as a player. But being able to know this kind of information really lets a player know that the people that are making the game you're playing are paying attention. They're listening to you. They want you to know what's going on. They want to give you a heads up. I, I'm really thankful that they're taking this step because you don't see this very often, and I appreciate that as well.
1: Exactly. Um, here's a good a good story. Is Back in the day, developers didn't have to be as open with their players. They really didn't because there wasn't a lot of options, but now with so many MMOs, the most recent MMO launch that I can remember besides this was the relaunch of Final Fantasy 14 and Realm Reborn. There were a lot of launch problems when the game was relaunched because developers didn't really, they weren't prepared for the amount of players who were going to be there because it was a relaunch of a failed MMO. They were like, this is never going to go. But they had such a huge amount of players trying to get in that it crashed the servers. They were dead silent. Dead silent. You would you would be getting these error messages. You'd be on the forums going, I don't know what's going on. Nothing. It was like a week of silence from the developers. And it was bad. Now they've since changed that. Because pi- players were rightly getting very, very upset. Because there were things wrong. And now they're so open that they tell you everything, whether developer goes and gets coffee. They're like, be right back Hmm. developer going to get coffee 10 minutes max, be right back and going to be going back to coding. It's a lot of games now are seeing that they're, especially as an MMO player, we're all MMO players here. We are very invested in the games we play. When, I play very few MMOs. I kind of attach to maybe one or two and that's it. I won't play other ones because I'm really into the ones that, and I invest time in them for years. You know, ESO, Final Fantasy 14. Those are the two that I've really invested in that I really enjoy. And I plan on going the long distance. I mean, obviously, I subscribe for six months right off the bat when ESO came out and I have no plans on changing that when it's up for renewal. I'll do another six months because I'm enjoying it so much. But as a player who's willing to invest potentially years of time into this game, we as a player base always want to be informed. So the developers who are tight lipped about it going, "Yeah, the players will always be there. The player base is changing. We want to know. We don't want to invest our time in in an MMO where our concerns may never get addressed. There are... It seems like a new MMO being released every week. So there's a lot more places for us to go back in like the early days. And when Warcraft came out, there was no other options. They could be as tight lipped as they wanted because you couldn't really go anywhere else. But now there are options that developers have to say, this is what we have for you. We know there's problems and this is what we're going to do to fix it. We understand your concerns. Because if they if they were tight lipped about it and didn't tell us when there were issues or we didn't know, I could tell you that would be a that would be a big hit on whether or not I wanted to continue playing because as a player, if something is important to me, I want to know if it's going to be fixed or if they're going to be like, yeah, no, it's working as intended. You know what I mean? That's kind of like the Blizzard dance studio that they announced and everyone was hyped for and they never, ever, ever did it and then it was scrapped completely. Like, four years later. So, I do appreciate it. I really do. Anything else about this uh, particular thing before we move on? Nope. Okay. They uh, released another article called Creating ESO. I love these things. And it's the Veteran Dungeons. Now, we kind of talk pretty heavily about Veteran Dungeons in this show. Um, Did either of you read this article, Deltia?
2: About the veteran dungeon creation? No.
1: No? Face, did you read any of it? No? Okay.
2: Well, I did, because I enjoy
1: I actually really enjoy these they don't really tell you a lot gameplay wise, but they kinda get into how the developers went about creating it. Like they really you really get into the heads of what the development team had in mind for when they were doing this. And they talk about how they were creating veteran dungeons and what their initial plans were for it.
0: I actually didn't even see this because up until this point, I had read all the creating ESO articles because I enjoy reading them as well. What they were actually thinking when they went about doing it.
1: It, it is it is really neat when they go on going, yes, when you go into do an encounter, you do an encounter, and you're like, okay, yeah, I move out of the fire when he throws the fire here. Oh, I try to do this, and I try to do this, and this is how I defeat the boss. But the developers kind of go into a lot in these things about how they wanted the encounter to feel, why they made them do this stuff. It is it is really neat. It is really, really neat. And in the veteran dungeon one, they talk about how they wanted to make this group instance more than just something you just run through like heroics and other games like uh, WoW's heroic dungeons or something that if you don't clear in 10 minutes, that's it. Or um, I know this is a problem in Final Fantasy 14, the hard mode dungeons. If it's not a speed run, they don't want to do it. Get it done in nine minutes and that's it because you're farming for a particular resource or a currency. These they wanted it to be an adventure and they really wanted it to be difficult. So if you're interested in actually seeing what the developers intended, I do encourage you to read this article. I found it incredibly, incredibly enjoyable to read. So Creating ESO Veteran Dungeons is out on the official Elder Scrolls online page. Moving on to the next section here. um, Since we're going to talk about it a little bit. um, Upcoming Templar buffs. Thank you goodness thank stendar thank all the divines i'll even thank the danger if that's what it takes because delty i'm sure you as a min maxer type of person you'll understand templars were pretty much the weakest class in the game in every role with the exception of healing healing they were pretty good
0: where are the buffs for sorcerers like Uh, i would i would really like a buff
1: no no no, Nerf bat.
0: But I'm not a dragon knight, sorcerer, vampire, uh, uh dark elf. I'm not one of those. Hey. I am a Breton sorcerer. I I deserve a buff. I'm a
1: Nord. It it doesn't matter. The sorcerers, they're one of the top DPS in the game, actually. Oh, yeah. And you know what's really really funny is people were complaining about Nightblade. Now I agree, Nightblade needs some changes. Nightblade still pull better DPS than Templars. And they tank better than Templars too.
0: See that that is so crazy to me because when we're playing together, you're like whacking the the stuffing out of people and I feel like I'm just you know spitting on them. I'm doing like no damage. I'm dying every ten seconds. I have no idea what I'm doing wrong. I might have to sit down and like really ask for feedback from people because I am just about the worst ESO player and I know why that is. I know it. it's because in any other game, I am a horrible DPS. I cannot DPS to play my life. I can heal very well in dungeons. I got my my healing down to I am just amazing when it comes to DPS. I I'm just horrible.
1: Unless there's spiders in the dungeon, then you're probably the worst healer I've ever seen cuz it's hard to heal when you're not sitting at your chair.
0: Yeah, that that <laughs> does make healing a little difficult. Just just a little bit.
1: But um I think a lot of the Templar problems are we have no mana or not mana magica, um restoration abilities. Almost every other class has some sort of uh, regen ability for magica. We're, I think the only person or the only class that has a stamina regeneration, but uh, we'll be talking about that a little later. Stamina builds suck. <laughs> so it doesn't yeah. matter. No one's going to use it. Um, but all of our stuff, while certain things hit hard, they cost a ton of magicka. Like even the heal when we were running the veteran dungeon or not veteran dungeon, the veteran content, I said I'll take care of the heals up until a certain point because my, uh, my honor the dead heal is very powerful. It's uh, outright, I'd say it's probably more powerful of a heal than almost any other ability in the game. But it also costs three times the amount. I can only cast it three, maybe four times before I'm completely drained of Magicka. But, um, I really did want to talk about this, because the Puncturing Strikes for Adric spear, which is probably our hardest-hitting melee ability, they are increasing the overall damage to all targets by 10%. The closest target is increased to essentially 110%. And, uh, the piercing spear passive will add melee critical strike in addition to spell critical strike when using the spear abilities it's it's kind of also a weird thing because we're templars are kind of weird hybrid kind of thing we double dip from all the numbers i've seen we double dip into both melee crit and spell crit as well so it's kind of hard to max both out because you're, you know, if you're going all out into one, like your spell crit, if you're using a destruction staff, your entire line benefits. But with us, if you're trying to up your melee as well as your crit, you kind of you're having it down the line. Um, they increase Nova to be capable of critical strikes, which is awesome. And they increase the uh, dot damage by 20 percent um there's a few other little buffs in here that one was a big one that i liked sun's flare will now ask ne- or last an extra second which will add a little bit extra damage a lot of this stuff other than the change to puncturing strikes and sun's fire with the increasing overall damage by 10 percent it seems to be pretty much minor tweaks that i hope that will bring us up but uh like puncturing strikes as a templar I could say yes, it does hit hard. It really does, but does it hit hard enough to justify the Magicka cost? Um, I I would say no. I really would. Um,
2: have you uh, have you used equilibrium much?
1: See, I I don't have that on my bar currently because I run <coughs> stamina build uh, as well as a Magicka build, which I do want to add that onto my bar um but it's still that, that's rough it, that ability takes away other abilities that i need to survive as a templar cuz that's pretty much my hardest hitting ability
2: yeah and, and he, here's the problem with the stamina like you're getting into is that if you're in the ma- you have the mages guild ability equilibrium you have someone else healing you essentially you have infinite magic so who cares if your spell costs 90% of your thing you hit equilibrium with all your passes of the mage guild, you're looking at 40% increase in power. You hit that ability next with the 70% crit, you're doing 1,000 DPS. That's what everyone's doing. And that's the problem with the game right now, equilibrium. It's the one thing that everyone can use. It gives you an infinite magic pool, and no one else has the ability to do that. That's what I think should be taken out of the game.
1: That'd be interesting. I, I think it would be nice if they added just a freaking huge cooldown to it, like once yeah. every two minute cooldown,
2: or make it make the magic cost ridiculous, or the health cost ridiculous, or something. But what the state of the game is now, that's why stabs are so powerful. Is it's AOE most of it. You can spam it essentially with the cost thing that you can just if you have someone else healing you. You're not going to run around with equilibrium solo. You're not. But you get in a group setting like that where you got a pocket healer, you're just putting out a 1,000 damage per second because you never have to worry about it, basically. Um, So like you said, stamina doesn't hit very hard. Plus you're using your stamina pool for all your CC breaks. You're using it to roll, to dodge, to sprint. So your pool is already being tied up with other resources, in my opinion. So that's where I see what's wrong with it.
1: Right, and that's a good segue. Let's talk about the, one of the... They're doing an improvement to stamina-based abilities. Now, they go through this, and they added um, some damage over time ability to bow, and they increased snipe. A couple of the abilities. Now, they didn't overall... I don't think they overall addressed, um, like you said, the stamina issue with abilities. They, they took two abilities from uh, the two-handed weapon tree... They uh, increase, or they reduce the stamina cost by 2% per piece equipped. um The Windwalker passive, they've, they've adjusted that a little bit. But a lot, like, they didn't really hit a lot of what's causing the problem. In my opinion, stamina, like you said, it's not even double dipping, it's triple dipping here. You got your CC breaks, you got your dodging. All that eats stamina as well as all your feats that you use for your your melee so if you meant to keep a high dps um stamina build a our auto attacks would have to hit like a truck because let's face it all of the feats are what do damage and i'm sure like uh delta you can agree even destruction staff the abilities do way more damage than the light and heavy attacks they do
2: right
1: yeah um but those use a lot of stamina, and if you're sitting there spamming your abilities trying to keep your DPS up, you are going to be completely out of stamina. You're not going to be able to dodge. You're not going to be able to CC break. If anything like that happens to you, you're screwed as a person. I Honestly, I think they should... I know it's going to be kind of weird. I think they need to add another resource, like what uh, Guild Wars 2 did. They had a They had an endurance bar for dodging and for this case CC break where it would fill up and you could essentially do it twice. I think they need to add something else into the game that is what CC break and stamp and dodging use.
2: Right. I think you're exactly right. Um, Yeah, because CC break or like immunity, like to immunity to CCs, I think that needs to be redone where basically, you know, I can CC lock you as a night late and you can never even do anything. Like uh, Star Wars Old Republic it you know has a lot of things wrong with the PvP, but a lot of it was right in the fact that CCs, I thought, were really well balanced. It, it was a meter, so you couldn't manipulate it too bad without getting it. And it really made good people separate from the bad people, because you had to time your CCs. You had to time your breaker with a big cooldown, and so that really made it effective. And this game uses the stamina as, as a CC breaker, but you're having one resource that really no one uses except for PVP. So everyone, like five seconds into the game, I realized, yeah, magic is really powerful. You know, it didn't take me very long to go, well, this ability hits for 100, this does 200, and I can use it five more times. Why wouldn't I do that? You know?
1: Oh, absolutely. It The the whole premise of way they built the game, do you, there's no... It doesn't matter. They could increase... uh Let's just let's just say it right now they increase all all stamina abilities by five hundred percent. It's still not gonna matter because because they're triple dipping. Anyone who's yep. a stamina user is eventually gonna be out of stamina, and then they're gonna die because they can't dodge, they can't CC break. Like there's a there is a fundamental problem with how they design stamina abilities and how they are using the stamina resource. And increasing these abilities, that's going to be great. You know what's going to happen? We're going to have someone who's going to be able to burst somebody down in, like, two seconds. But then they're useless the rest of the fight. Like, complete. Because I can critical charge, you know, if they increase all that stuff, I can critical charge you, knock you down, stun you, and just spam every single... stamina using ability I have until you're dead but then what happens I'm completely out of stamina there's no sprinting there's no dodging I'm I'm useless I'm a a one shot wonder essentially at that point where if I can stun you and kill you before the stun wears off which is essentially what's going to happen that's it there's no no you're still not going to fix the problem with uh, the elder staves online with <laughs> You know, that's what I'm calling it from now on until they fix this Elder Staves Online. Um, No one's going to go stamina until you fix this problem because anyone who's stamina is not going to be able to dodge out of mechanics. And these fights are supposed to last more than three seconds. Um, Ethereum Archive being apparently the exception here. Um, Long PvE-related fights, boss fights are supposed to take Three, five, ten minutes. That's what they're supposed to take. It's supposed to be a, an encounter. And if you're a one shot wonder where you blow all your stamina in 30 seconds, yeah, you may do 1500 DPS in 10 seconds' amount of time, but watch your DPS drop when you're completely out of stamina. And that's another thing that's a problem. Like, yes, you have the mage's guild ability equilibrium. The only class that I know that has any kind of stamina regeneration is the Templar. We well, have a yeah, um, uh, green blood. You have Green Blood, does that do it as well?
2: Of course a Dragonite has something.
1: Oh, of course. They're OP. They have everything. Um <laughs> But it it still doesn't do enough, I say, to completely warrant using stamina. They need and other classes such as Sorcerer and especially Nightblade are gonna have issues if they don't have some sort of ability they can put on their bar to act as a uh emergency regen. I think what they need to do is they need to maybe uh, get rid of I don't know Evil Hunter from Fighters Guild. I mean, yes, it's yeah. a passive buff that increases your stuff for Daedra. Get rid of it and give us a uh, essentially a copy pasta of Equilibrium, but for stamina. I mean, yeah, you'd be like, oh well, that's not that's not very unique. Oh my, who cares? It's for stamina users. Happy day, you know. If they would actually do something like that. It would probably take away the, uh, like you said, the 1,000 DPS. You could probably pull 1,000 DPS as a melee if you had an equilibrium ability in the game that worked for stamina. You know what I mean? Just eat your health and get stamina, and then someone heals you. You just have an infinite stamina pool. pull. Then you could probably pull 1,000 DPS with a melee weapon. It's just they need to do something either remove equilibrium from the game to solve the magica issue or add a copy paste ability that does the exact same thing for stamina and then that would at least help the uh stamina builds would it, would it completely i don't think it will until they do something else with uh the triple dipping but that's my opinion uh ace you've been kind of quiet on this entire subject what do you think
0: I know nothing about Templars, I have no input, I'm just, (laughs) I'm here listening intently to your conversation.
1: Well, you don't have anything even about the stamina using abilities, such as the triple dipping, like what they do that you use stamina for dodge, CC break, as well as melee abilities, whereas magic is used for nothing but spells?
0: I only ever... Sprint. That's what my stamina is for, and it works fine for me.
1: She wonders hmm. when we're playing. She's like, "Why don't you ever sprint?" I play a melee character. I'm like, "Cause I need that
0: stamina.
1: <laughs> if I sprint, I'm useless."
0: I sprint everywhere, and I'm I'm always you know like ten minutes ahead of him, and he's back there picking flowers, and I'm impatient, and now I know why.
1: Right on. Yeah. Well, that that's that's why I don't use stamina because if i did i would be completely out of um use i just would be worthless so one about-
2: yeah go ahead um blocking is overpowered as well if you're a dragon knight sword and board um basically i just block you can't kill me i have green blood which heals me based on the percentage of health i have lost Uh, I soloed a veteran-ranked Dolman really without any problems the other day. Just using that, I block, use Talons um, to build up my ultimate. When my ultimate's up, drop my standard, clear everything out, rinse, repeat. Because blocking, I take so little damage. And then I just use a Potion, or whatever you want to call them in this game. Um, I think they're called Potions, to regenerate my stamina, keep Dragon's Blood up. You can't do damage to me. And so basically I can just hold anything on me. The more targets that come to me, the better, because then I use my Talons, which does immediate damage. That's ultimate generation. As soon as they're done being rooted, it does damage over time. That's ultimate regeneration. And so I'm taking damage. That's ultimate regeneration. So that's kind of the trick with that, is that I don't use stamina for any abilities. Why? Because I'm blocking with it. so that's another reason it's broken. It needs to be another resource, like I think you were saying, in my opinion.
1: Now, you, you sent me a, a link on Twitter earlier about the unkillable Dragon Knight, which I then joked about, you know, no wonder it's a Dragon Knight. Do they do something similar in that video?
2: Well, that was me in that video. Uh, oh, that was... I, didn't
1: even, I I was watching the video, but I didn't even take notice that it was you. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome.
2: That's me in the video, soloing a dolmen, and that was like a first-time try. I'm like, yeah, we'll record this, see if I can do it. Um, so yeah, that's all I'm doing is just blocking, use, hitting a couple times. They they even pin me down in a flame pool, but the lower my health gets, the bigger my self heal becomes. So as you become better at the class, you're really timing it. So you're like at 9%, boom, dragon's blood. Now I'm back up at 50. I hit it again, I'm at 70% health. That's two abilities. I use a potion, now I'm at full magic. Um, so, as you can see, it's really hard. It, that's that's why it's overpowered, in my opinion. It's because I, I can do that sort of stuff. No, yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, now, see, I, I disagree to the extent that I think blocking should be part of the stamina build. Because when you're using a shield, that's part of what you're doing, or, or sure. even a sword. Yeah. I don't mind that as using a stamina resource. Now, what I would really like to see. Again, please no one freak out because I'm gonna get into a little bit of math here. I would like to see a, an algorithm put in place that converts the amount of damage that you're blocking into the amount of damage or the amount of stamina consumed. So like,
2: I oh, bet they have that. Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't know if it's actually. See, I don't see much of a difference. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone can tell me. But when I'm blocking. Yes, it eats a little bit of my stamina, but it looks like it's the same whether or not I'm blocking a normal attack or a a power attack or a special ability. It all seems the same to me.
2: What seems the same? Your stamina it takes back? Yeah,
1: the stamina reduction. Like, it all seemed the same to me. Am I wrong in this?
2: I don't know. I was going to say I know that the damage you take is way different depending on which weapon you're using, um, but that I don't know.
1: Well, yeah, I, I know if you if you block with a, a two-handed sword, yeah, it reduces a little bit. But you still take a little bit, but if you're using a shield, you know, I I think there should be almost be like a simple conversion method where if you block a a light attack that does 100 damage, it costs you 10 stamina, okay? But if you block a power attack that would do 500 damage, it costs 50 stamina. So maybe you have to do make the choice of. Well, if I'm sitting here blocking all these light attacks, it's eating away at my stamina, and I'm not going to have enough to block that really powerful attack when it comes. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah, you could be right, but I think it changes, because I know bosses, when they charge up and they have that, I don't know, thing over their head that the combat cue. that I have to have a lot of stamina for that. So maybe that's different than just a normal, like, swipe at me. I don't know. Perhaps.
1: and I, I could be wrong. I just from my limited experience and I've been doing like mostly solo or maybe maybe uh like I did do um the vault of madness uh I think Kipster died and I pulled out my sword and shield and um I tanked the boss and when I was blocking I wasn't noticing um my stamina going down any more or less when he attacked me whether or not it was a simple swing or if it was a power attack or a special ability it all went down about the same for me. Now, I could be wrong, but I think it'd be I don't mind blocking being part of the stamina mechanic, but I really think they need to adjust how it's done that if you sit there and block the entire time or maybe even do a a constant drain where while you're holding yeah. your thing up, while you're holding that shield <laughs> up, your stamina is going down all the time. Kind of like stealth. That's a good idea. that's a good idea. So, you know, I don't even care. It could be the same flat, you know, it takes away 10 stamina every time you take a block, no matter what it is. But while you're holding that shield up, your, your stamina should be ticking down, just like they use it for stealth. Which, again, make that, you know, quadruple dipping now, because stealth as well uses stamina. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot about that, because, you know, whatever. But, yeah, while you're walking around in stealth, that's ticking away at your stamina. And I think it should do the same thing when you're blocking. While you're holding that shield up, your stamina should be ticking down.
2: Yeah, so you can't infinite block. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that would def- it would definitely make tanks and stuff, not saying that tank job's not hard enough as it is, but that infinite bo- block is a problem. It would make you go, okay, timing better. Like, oh, he's going to do attack now block, and then let go of it right away so you're not wasting stamina and not just yep. sit um i was watching um somebody on youtube they were stream or they recorded some stuff when they were in craglorn and they were doing a delve i swear the tank sat there and held the shield he walked with the shield in front of me he never dropped that shield that's all he did he sat there and held the shield in front of him that's all he did the entire fight that's it
2: yeah, you can get away with that. Really good tanks, like the guy who's on Entropy Rising, I was talking to him on Twitter and he gave some good tips. Like what he does is there's a global t- timer, you know, one to two seconds. So you can get a light attack in. If you have extra stamina, you can also bash while you're blocking. Um, so that's what the really good ones do. You can get away with that and beat it, but when you do real hard content, nope. Yeah, it's
1: it's just one of those things I'm sitting there looking at it going, "Well, that's doesn't take a lot of skill to hold your uh, you know, your left mouse button down, just hold your right. shield out. That's it. That's all they're doing." And yeah, when they're they might do an attack to hold threat, but the majority of the time they're sitting there hiding behind their shield. It's kind of like, why don't you just throw the shield into the ground just stand behind it cuz you don't even <laughs> need, you know. But uh, all right anyone have anything else to say about how GIMP stamina builds are and how they need to be fixed before we and move we on? It. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Um, the last bit of news we're going to talk about before we move into our discussion topic is they had an ask us anything, uh, variety pack 15. And, uh, I've asked the East to read off the questions and answers, and then we'll talk about each question afterwards.
0: All right, let's see. Uh, they start out by saying, we're always on the lookout for your questions, whether they're on social media, popular discussion sites like Reddit, or in our community inbox. There's no shortage of great questions out there. So we've gathered some new ones up and answered them for you right here. Why doesn't alchemy have a hireling in its skill tree? This seems to be rather unfair, taking into account that all other crafting lines have them. The response was, all the crafting skills have some commonalities, but each also has elements that set it apart. The passive crafting skills aren't intended to perfectly mirror each other. For instance, the alchemy passive medicinal use separates it from other professions. Alchemy doesn't use rare additives like some of the other professions do either, which is one of the main benefits hirelings bring to the other skill lines.
1: You know what? I agree cuz all you do is the plants and the and the the solvent but uh Pretty much every time I get a bag, every time I open it, I don't even look at the ore. I could care less. I'm looking to see if he brought me a tempering alloy. That's (laughs) all I care about. (laughs) And uh, to that note, ZeniMax, please change your icon for Citrine because I get sad every single time I get one of those because they share the same icon as tempering alloy. And I'm like, oh, good, I got a a tempering. Oh, Citrine. Great. Awesome. Thanks. It makes me want to kick my hireling. Deldia, what do you think?
2: Oh, yeah, I agree with you, because they're almost identical, and like I have to put my mouse over, and I'm like, oh my god, yes, a temporary alloy, because those things are hard to get. And they nerfed ore deconstruction. I had to have, because I used to get a temporary alloy each 100 stack I uh, reverse-engineered or deconstructed. Now I don't get any of that. Have you noticed that?
1: I have. My deconstruction, I get a lot of... um depending on what i'm breaking down yeah it's it's a lot less i used to get like i said if i broke down a weapon or i probably one in ten i would get something and by something i mean a grain solvent or a tempering alloy i didn't even count the the honing stones because i got them almost every single time i at one point had 500 honing stones but now i'm lucky to barely get that i really do think they reduce the uh the drop rate of those items. So, I don't, I don't know. Um, the other thing that's kind of interesting, I just have this question, some people can tell me, what is the point of creating those potions like Ravage Health? You know, like what's, they what's hurt that? you. There's potions that hurt the user when they drink them. It's like, why?
0: Well, there there's something you can choose in the Alchemy Skill Tree that reduces how it hurts you because sometimes when you're mixing things like in real life you're mixing something oh this doesn't taste very good but oh my gosh it's you know awesome for you like that happens in real life it happened in skyrim you know but there is an option in that skill tree where the detrimental effects are lower
1: but why would you even drink a potion see here's part of the problem which i know they'll probably bring in there's no poison in the game. Alchemy, like the they kept pretty much exactly what the uh, reagents did in Skyrim in the previous games, but without poisons like Nernroot, I would use that to create poisons in e- or in Skyrim because it had a lot of negative effects. It was just, but there's no poisons in the game currently, so there's no point to make you know like using neural root for anything because it's all like reduce speed reduce health and when you make a potion it hurts you it's like why even make it
0: good point i um don't have a response to
2: that
1: beltia do you have a response <laughs> to that or am i just confused
2: I, uh, nope you're yeah makes sense i don't
1: know no i mean when later on when they add the dark brotherhood and thieves guild which i'm sure that's when they're going to add poisons to the alchemist tree you know you're going to be able to make poisons then i i really think that's when that stuff's going to come in those those things might have more of a use but maybe it's just me it's like why they're vendor trash to me and not even good vendor trash because they don't do anything except for hurt me it'd be interesting like if these negative events like uh ravage health would suck away 200 hit points from you but then increase your health regeneration by like 300%. It's kind of like a little bit of damage now and then health regen out the wazoo, but I I don't even know if it does that and maybe our listeners can tell me send me an email let me know what I'm doing wrong here. But it just ha- if it's not a potion that, you know, weapon power, spell power or health stamina or magica, i just vendor trash it it's worthless okay move on next question
0: <laughs> okay next question on the subject of ps4 and xbox one there is no doubt that there will be features implemented in the pc game that it didn't originally launch with will these features be included with the console game at launch or will we have to wait even longer for them the reply was, when ESO launches on PS4 and Xbox One, the content will include most, if not all, of the updates that we release on PC and Mac between now and then. As an example, the recent loan update will be included in the launch content for PS4 and Xbox One.
1: I don't think anyone, well, obviously other than this first person here, didn't expect that already, especially with their... their uh, offer to any player who bought the pc edition can now transfer it'd be kind of weird like delta if you were running um craglorn and got all this ability you know all this stuff and then transferred over to the ps4 or, or xbox uh, one and they didn't have craglorn yet what would happen to the uh, items that you had you know it's like oh well i have this mace this yakuden mace here but oh wait it doesn't exist yet so i don't have it it's all an illusion This is not the mace you're looking for. It's a trap. It's a trap. No, it's bad. So I'm glad at that. And hopefully, um, I I I will say this, that the players who have not experienced the game up until now, when they pick it up on the Xbox and PS4, i think they will have a great time because not saying that i didn't have a great time but there were bugs but now you're going to be getting a product that's been tested for a year by the pc players and a lot of the a lot of the kinks were worked out already so if you were holding out your gameplay experience will probably be pretty smooth so i mean that's that's pretty cool next question
0: Okay this one is exciting for me. What is the reason or meaning behind your Ouroboros, aside from portraying infinity? I would really like to know how you guys came up with the idea, design, and the vision behind it. The response was, years ago, Matt Ferrer needed an ESO logo for a presentation he was doing. So he asked me, Matt Weathers, lead artist, to quickly put one together. This wasn't the Ouroboros, mind you, and Matt was very clear that this was not going to be the final game logo. I whipped up a series of drawings and everyone picked one. It was more of an old-school MMO-style logo, big and a little cartoony. It worked for the presentation, but it wasn't the right tone for ESO. A couple years after that, Matt was kind enough to give me a chance to regain some of my artistic integrity by working on the actual game logo. He wanted a design that was serious, in tone with the Elder Scrolls IP, and evocative of the three alliances and conflict theme that is the central element of our game. I created a thumbnail series of logo treatments, and the one that stuck was a metal ring with three animal heads attacking each other's tails. It was pretty straightforward after that. I iterated on that design, making it less like a flat icon and more like an actual piece of metal art. I molded a version of it in order to make it more realistic, give it more heft if you will, and handed the concept and model over to our talented lead figure artist, Mark Shahan. He took it and did a Z Brush pass on it to give it the age and wear that it needed. It was that nearly final design that we handed over to the marketing team for final iteration based on the direction of Matt Fear and Jared Carr, our art director. I will say this: I've been on this project from the very beginning, and it was a real honor to be able to make the iconic game logo.
1: Okay, that, I, I like that, that as pretty interesting i like the um the the logo i think it's kind of unique and i um who was i who was i listening to i think i was listening to the scuba Scooma junkies podcast which is another awesome podcast out there for elder scrolls if you haven't heard about it but uh kitty the main host on there was going on about um the the logo and not realizing that the animals were actually attacking one another they were eating each other's tails so i i like the design uh deltia what do you think about
2: it yeah i like it too i mean i just changed my graphics and had to pay pay someone to do it because i just can't think of the stuff so it, yeah it's people are talented they really are you know art in this game is is pretty good
1: yeah i should have done that for uh the TOT symbol, but I just threw it together. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not artistically challenged either. So hearing the, hearing someone talk about the uh, way they design stuff, just, it baffles me. Cause I'm very logical, like left brain kind of, e- even as, you know, blacksmithing stuff. Uh, I see guys who do this awesome work and I'm sitting there going, how come everything of mine just looks very straight and linear? I don't, I don't think I cr- have the, capability to be whimsical in my creation at all it just i can't Hmm. so okay
0: all right next question uh where was i up there was why is queuing for dungeons limited to a certain level range if i pass that range i can't use the group finder to find people for those dungeons anymore and in some levels there are no dungeons available to queue for at all the reply was We currently have dungeon queues set to lock out dramatically overleveled characters for a few reasons. Having a significantly outleveled character in what is otherwise a tightly controlled challenge can negatively impact the play experience for other players. It also reduces the other player's chance of rewards because of our power-leveling prevention mechanisms. That said, We understand that everyone would like to conquer dungeons with their friends, regardless of level differences. We're working to make that a reality. In a future update, we'll be adding a new dungeon scaling system, which will allow you to find and participate in any dungeon by adjusting everything to the group leader's level. We'll share more details on this in-development system in the future.
1: Delta, what do you think?
2: Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Mean. You can everything pretty much from the group level lo- i mean it's just so much fun now if a buddy's not level you know vr12 or whatever you can play with them but you still feel like you're accomplishing something by you know either farming achievements gear loot or just helping them out i really like that i mean going back as a vr12 and just nuking everyone it's just not the same Then i've done it before just to get everyone's skill points and stuff but um it's just not fun way to spend my time and just spending 15 minutes blowing up everyone. So I don't know how they're going to have it, the technology, but I'm really excited for this because there's nothing worse than out leveling your friend and then basically not playing with him or her. Cause you know, you're not on the same level. Like that's what really hurts the game for me. like maybe my wife will come back to the game. Now, I can use my main character. So it's exciting.
1: Right. And I know that's, that's one of the things is even when the game launched for me, uh, the and phases didn't patch. I didn't get on to play because one of the things that I like to do is I I like to play with my wife here, and the phasing and stuff like that. If I were to quest or stuff without her, or out level her to an extent, which she always says I do, um, <laughs> we couldn't play together effectively. Or it would be more of a boring task for me because I would be like, yeah, there's really no challenge. When I went through this, this was difficult, but now I'm over leveled it and I can just destroy everything, you know.
0: I am really excited for this system for, for quite a few reasons, especially when you play WoW. WoW lets you go back, not using the Dungeon Finder, but if you go back, there's so many dungeons, and one person can do old raiding content by themselves, which is just no fun. Final Fantasy XIV has the greatest system. You can queue for any dungeon, doesn't matter what it is or what level you are you are automatically scaled to that dungeon's level. So it's always challenging. You can run with all your friends of varying levels, you can pick out whatever dungeon you want to do, and you're automatically scaled. So I hope they can find a way in this game to make it work, because it'll, it'll be so much easier for a lot of other people to be able to play together
1: i love final fantasy 14 scaling system fantastic i think what they're going with this route though is whoever is the party leader the dungeon's scaled to them um so or you know everyone's scaled to that so if you go in with a party leader that's vr1 everything's vr1 my problem with that is i don't think it's gonna help with uh making it beneficial like final fantasy 14s did because you were still gaining experience and stuff like if you were 48 or something like that going into a level 20 you weren't getting a lot but you were still getting experience because it didn't hit that that power leveling cap and you still got experience i think you're just going to be down leveled to 10 or everything's going to be leveled up to you where you're not going to get the benefit anymore you'll still be able to play i don't know if their system will be as good i think they need to tweak it that's what i was saying by i don't i don't know if it's going to work quite the same way and uh, unfortunately for the the person asking the question she's still gonna have to make friends because you're it's gonna go by the party finder you're not gonna be able to use that because you when you create a group whoever's the party leader then it just levels the system down so you can play with friends but if you just were like oh i i want to uh go back and do fungal grotto like um uh like what uh, rage was doing and he couldn't go back and use the dude or the, the party finder because he was too high of level so he had to ask in in the guild for help and you know we were glad to help but if the person doesn't have anyone to ask he's not going to be able to go well I feel like doing fungal grotto and I'll just go back at you know vr1 and it will level me down so I, I think it'd be kind of neat if they would level it down but We'll see. Anyone else on, uh, on that?
2: No. Nope. I think it's great.
0: Alright, next question. It seems to me that my enchanting is leveling considerably slower than any of the other crafting skills. It's come to my attention that it could be because the construction of items includes greens, blues with blacksmithing, woodworking, and clothing. I also noticed more experience in alchemy than enchanting. Is it meant for enchanting to be harder than other crafting skills? The response was we're aware that enchanting takes the longest to progress throughout all of our crafting skills. In a future update, we'll be making some balance tweaks to inspiration for enchanting to bring its progression rates more in line with the other skills. I am so excited for this.
1: Thank goodness. And and here's the to the person asking the question, there excuse me, there are different levels of enchanting. Um, like you can get blue and, and green and legendary enchants, but no one wants to waste those enchant those enchanting mats on low level stuff while they're leveling. It's everyone saves those things, uh, for higher levels. So like, I can tell you right now I'm sitting on like four or five Kuta runes. Can I use them? Yeah. Will I No, Cause I'm going to wait till I'm max level and then make really good enchants and sell them. <laughs> These are hard to get, you know, so I will I won't touch them.
2: Um.
0: Uh, your next question? Yeah. OK, next question. Would you be able to comment on any improvements or changes that are going to be made to the Daedric summoning pets, e.g., more survivability in VR content, better AI or commands so they won't attack stunned rooted enemies? The reply was. You'll have some basic control over Daedric Summoning Pets in patch 1.2... Titus, will you stop eating the flower on my desk? Sorry, my Khajiit is currently attacking the flowers sitting on my desk. Uh, You'll have some basic control over Daedric Summoning Pets in patch 1.2.0, allowing you to use a hotkey plus left click to attack a specific target, Or a hotkey plus right click to command the pet to return to you. We're also looking at increasing the daedric summoning pet's resistance to area of effect attacks, but don't have a time frame to share yet on that.
1: I don't use a pet, so templars don't get them. I don't care.
0: I would actually like them to have a little bit more survivability because they really do die quite easily although i've never had a reason to control my pets but just having a little bit more health would be fantastic aren't you a sorcerer delta you
2: oh no dragon knight come on all the way
0: oh well i'm confused whenever we call them you know the dark elf dragon knight sorcerer vampire so i get confused
2: doesn't
1: matter it's all op
2: I don't use pets. I don't think really anyone does. It's probably a bad design. I I've never liked pet classes in the first place. Um, so, yeah, I don't see anyone really using them past like level 30. It seems like it's obsolete. So I, while, I ju-
0: while leveling, I've used them quite a lot because there are times where if I go into a solo instance, I need both of both of my pets to be able to complete whatever the objective is cuz I drop like a ton of bricks. If something even looks at me the wrong way.
1: I I, I don't think they're like you said. Certain games have better AI than others. But um, this one definitely doesn't. And almost everyone will say. The pets don't do enough damage. To warrant using them over another ability. So I, I think their pet system. While it's neat. I would almost think it would be better if the pets were not controllable at all and they'd be, like, fire and forget pets. Like, you summon it, and it just does its thing until it dies. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just That that would at least be useful. Like, I would do it then. Like, I summon, you know, the Twilight, and it just sits there and casts lightning until someone kills it. You know? Or or until a certain period. You know, s- kind of like the Storm atronach that you can't control. Why not use that? Because people might use that as an ability some of the imps and just let them run like crazy and attack things and they last for 30 seconds or until killed you know and then all they do is melee bite that would actually be fairly useful and you could actually balance uh the damage of those because then you could balance it like any other ability you could go Well, you know, this is only attributing to 15% of a player's DPS compared to this ability. Well, let's up the bite of the imps, you know, or whatever the case may be. The scamps. And you wouldn't have to deal with the crappy AI.
0: Next question. Is using the Mage's Guild skill Equilibrium to swap magic over health and then healing it up again considered an exploit for gaining ultimate power? The reply is, this is not an exploit, but the intent of the system is that you gain ultimate while in combat. So we may revise this in the future. Generally, it is going to be faster to gain ultimate by fighting monsters in the area.
1: So the way I read this is using the Mage's Guild skill equilibrium and exploit. Like you just take everything else out. Just is equal, is using equilibrium <laughs> and exploit. Yes. Yes, it is
0: the answer said it is not
1: um doesn't matter it's op we were just this is what we were talking about in the stamina and magicka discussion a little earlier this this ability right here and deltia what you were telling us like how people are getting that uh you know thousand dps they swap of her health and they have healers to heal them this is what they're doing they're just spamming equilibrium unlimited magicable, happy day you know yeah
0: sounds like something i need to try
1: sounds like something i need to try but problem is i don't have any way of regaining magicka really other than you healing me so that might be something worthwhile
2: it's just poor design over an exploit in my opinion Uh
1: (laughs) yeah it's it is it's poor design see i don't mind feeling op but I think everyone should feel OP. So like like we discussed earlier there should be an ability that does this exact same thing but for stamina. Or what would be kind of neat is allow equilibrium to be morphed into either magic or stamina. Huh? What? I
2: don't know. Well you know the morph now what it does is add a, adds more spell power. And if you have the two passives already for spell power you're looking at 40% that's, that's why it's just utterly insane. I, I really 30%. think they should
1: just change the morphs to make it when you get an equilibrium either you know, if you do one it switches to stamina. You know? That would be awesome. They don't even, don't even have to add another ability to the game. They just have to change the morphs.
0: Okay. Yeah. Next question. Oh, where was I? Oh, there it was. Barrier is currently heavily preferred by healers over Rite of Passage. Have you considered making changes to Rite of Passage to make it more appealing, such as increasing the AoE cap for it? The reply was, in coming patches, Rite of Passage will make you immune to crowd control while channeling. We've also resolved a bug that prevented it from benefiting from the focused healing passive. We think it's cool that PvP abilities are more effective if if you are in a huge group, while others are better for hit squads. That said, we will keep an eye on Rite of Passage and make sure it's filling the intended role.
1: I was going to say, Rite of Passage are barriers pretty much preferred over any heal in in Trials and stuff now. Barrier, what's that? Uh, it's a uh, PvP ability that uh, actually prevents oh. health like from being taken. It's like a yeah. shield. You're essentially a disc right. priest from WoW, but healers are taking that over actual healing skills. Really? Um, in re- yeah, if you check out uh, ask ask, the
2: ultimate. Ask,
1: yeah. uh, ask, uh, ask Kipster and stuff like that, they'll use that in he- for healing rather than other healing ultimates just because it does better <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. kind of funny that almost a specific Pvp and when you hi- highlight over it it's a Pvp ability it's supposed to reduce damage from like siege engines and stuff but it does it for all damage so people are now using it in in trials and stuff as a healing ultimate
2: yeah I mean every game goes through this where you know people find out tons of stuff that's not intended so it's just going through that stage i think
1: indeed yeah oh, definitely and especially with a game like this where other than class abilities everyone can do anything people are gonna find you know yeah. it's it's easy to find i shouldn't say easy but easier to find other games where it's very class specific because they can see metrics and numbers so like oh, a lot of people are playing x class right now well it's doing crap tons more damage than every other class in the game you know so you can then adjust the abilities that are causing those issues but here it's like other than class abilities it who cares if a two-handed swords op anyone can use it
0: (laughs) um Next question, the scout, quests, and Cyrodiil were changed to dailies at one point, then changed back to be repeatable. People are using them to game the system and climb the leaderboards. Is this intended? The reply is... What you're describing typically only happens in campaigns where one alliance owns absolutely everything. We're working on some changes, such as reducing the overall number of campaigns, which may keep that from happening quite as often in certain campaigns. In the meantime, we encourage you to offer your support to a campaign where that is not the case.
1: A.K.A. switch campaigns to one that's actually active? (gasps) What? I said it. I did. Yeah. No, of course it's pretty much every single campaign with the exception of Wabajack is essentially empty. Um, maybe some other ones aren't, but like ours, like I said, as of this point, I just checked our emperor has been emperor for 60 days, <laughs> has never lost it. Cause no one's in there. So, Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where they have way too many campaigns for the amount of people playing, um, they're just not doing the PVP. So yeah, well,
2: there's, there's so much problems with PVP right now. I just went into Cyrodiil and I'm running two G4, seven eighties liquid cooled, and I'm getting 20 frames per second. It was down to five for a minute. Um, just because there's, there's a memory leak. Like, you know, that's, that's i every time i go into pvp it's something we get in a big group then everyone's gets bugged and we have to rejoin and then ride our horses up to the thing and it's like there's so much barriers to enjoyment that's what the problem with pvp is now there's not enough people that's one the servers you don't know where they're active or not that's two there's bugs and they're big bugs too so there's three i mean so it's like for me, a PvPer, I can't log in during my lunch break, take 30 minutes to do a, you know, a few or two. It takes me 30 minutes to get in the thing and find a group. So I'm just going to leave it until some of these things get sorted out. It just bugs me.
1: To me, seriously, Cyrodiil is nothing more than a open-world PvP PvE zone. Like, I go in and people can gank me. That's it. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't treat exactly. it as a... 3v3 battleground i treat it as i'm gonna go do that dungeon if i see an enemy player i can kill him. you know that's yeah. that's what it is to me
2: fortunately right now yeah you're right face, um, yeah. yes what? come on i'm ready for you
0: <laughs> oh i hate pvp
2: <laughs> i thought you liked it in this game though
0: I do, I do. It's it's probably the only game where I've enjoyed the PvP. It really is, but right now it is broken, and I think they just need to cut down on the number of campaigns and really breathe some life back into it. Make players come together. Like, yeah. Seriously. Alright, let's see. Next question. What? So this is a question with a picture. Okay. What can I do to help fight bots and gold spammers other than just report them? Is there a way to is there a fast way to report them? The reply was, you can easily right click on a player character name in your chat window and choose the report player option. When you do, the window below will open which no one can see. Press E to report a player for chat spam, including spamming gold sales advertisements. This will automatically send the report and does not require you to open and fill out a ticket. Press R to report another player for something unrelated to spam. Choosing this option opens the ticket creation page.
1: You know what? Like, people were complaining about gold spammers and stuff like that in ESO. I barely notice any anymore. I logged into Final Fantasy 14 the other, like, just earlier. Four gold spam messages. That game has been out for a year and a half now. Like, (laughs) this game has hardly any issue with gold spammers that I can tell. Maybe the one-off mail, but it's... I I like the way the game system is developed with um, no global auction house. It's too hard for the Chinese gold farmers to make money, so... I think they're kind of abandoning ESO, which is awesome.
2: They've moved on to other games. This game is not as popular as other games as well. I mean, unfortunately. And, you know, they're going to go where the market is and right now it's a new hot game.
1: That's right. Yeah, the Wildstar is terrible. I mean, it is probably the worst gold spamming I've ever seen. Thais, go ahead
0: they in on wildstar they spam you every which way you get arena invites you get uh, whispers you get party invites you get mail messages uh, any any way they can find you in wildstar they will send you invitations and they will try and trick you too into into doing it it's It's pretty insane how the gold spammers are in wildstar
1: and yeah it's like. What it, What are they doing to get rid of them? My goodness, they need to up their game because it's bad. I just I was watching uh, someone play like streaming and they got messages and messages while streaming. It's like really, it's that freaking bad.
0: <laughs> the arena invites is the worst because that just pops up on the center of your screen, and even if you hit no, you could get a, another arena invite pop up right in the middle of your screen, and. I, I very rarely see any spammers now in ESO because the message the mail messages are dwindling. You don't get any random whispers. You very rarely ever see them in zone chats. They like don't exist anymore.
1: Well, they also did a really good sweep where the GMs were coming in and just banning people who were botting. And like, I think they're doing a good job with it. Wildstar needs to take some lessons and just start banning people.
0: Hi, next question. Being a nearly veteran Nightblade character, I am looking forward to getting the abilities in the Dark Brotherhood and Thieves Guild skill lines, but is it, But it is probable that I would have run out of skill points by then. Will new ways to get skill points through quests and other things emerge so we can get the abilities available through those guilds? In short, yes. When we introduce new skills and content into game, we'll introduce new sources of skill points along with it. For example, when we introduced Kraglorn, we introduced 18 new Sky Shards.
1: First off, uh, that's pretty self-explanatory, it doesn't really need to go into a lot, but uh, being a nearly veteran-ranked Nightblade character, just just reroll, Just do it. <laughs>
2: Why the hate for Nightblade? Oh, That's no, no, rough. no.
1: I feel bad for Nightblades. That's what I'm telling the guy. Like, just, just, no. Why? I like them. Oh, I, I like, like them the too. But there's, as of now, they're so, like, hopefully they get fixed pretty soon. Because uh, the solo experience in, in in veteran rank stuff as a Nightblade is atrocious. Almost every really? single person who plays a Nightblade has shelved their Nightblade once they hit veteran rank. And went oh, and rolled an OP uh, Dragon Knight. <laughs> yeah, That's how it goes. Oh,
0: I want to know what abilities benefit from spell critical chance and what abilities benefit from weapon critical chance. I have seen people say abilities that do magic damage use spell and that physical skills use weapon. Then I see people say if a class ability resembles a melee attack, it's weapon critical, like Nightblade's Veiled Strike. Please clarify this for me. We agree that this is not communicated as well as it could be right now. We have an ongoing effort underway to improve our tooltips and make them more clear and descriptive. You'll see the first of those changes go in with the next major content updates, version 1.2.0. No, nothing, move on?
2: (sighs) Self-explanatory?
1: Yeah, more or less.
0: Okay. Oh, I like this question. Is it normal that a horse can continue to sprint even if it runs out of stamina? I think players don't appreciate that trait since it seems to do nothing. (laughs) The Reply (laughs) Yes, horses can sprint indefinitely without consuming stamina. That said, stamina is still valuable for two other reasons. It protects you from being dismounted when attacked, And if you rapidly press the sprint key, you will get big boosts of speed on your mounts, but at a much higher stamina cost. Of notes, only horse mounts have the endless sprint trait. Other upcoming mount types will have different special traits.
1: So pretty much the only thing that was super important in that is other types of mounts. Yay. Like, I want Gar. Gar.
0: I, I'm really happy to hear this because I have been concerned that the indefinite sprint was actually an exploit and that I could get banned for holding down my sprint button while my horse continually sprints. So I'm happy to hear that, yes, it's okay. It's intended. Now I'm just going to be sprinting everywhere. It's, it's, it's not going to matter. I'm always going to be on my horse. And as for the other mount things, I definitely want a Guar. They are just so
1: adorable. Deltia, what do you think?
2: Oh, I want mounts. I want dyes. I want weapons. I want pretty little shinies. What I don't want is a free-to-play game. I don't want that. I don't want all their content based on buying stuff. Because when that happens is when... You stop getting veteran rank dungeons and trials and all that sort of stuff. So if they can find a balance between that, and they've been very good. I'm so happy. I, you know, I, I don't mind spending ten bucks in real life money for a shiny little mount, but making it so a player actually has to get it, that's even better. It's awesome. Like especially if the achievement system is tied to the dies, I'm gonna stick with this game for quite some time. That that I can deal with. I agree.
1: And actually, it's one thing that we're going to talk about a little bit in the discussion topic is uh, we're, we'll hit that briefly. It, the one article that I'm pulling the information from, all they cared about was the subscription model. Like the first five questions of the interview was, why'd you go with a sub model? And they told them, well, do you think you'll change it? And they're like, no. And they're like, well, don't you think you should? And it's like, No. Like, they were pretty much outright going, yeah, we're not changing it. I'll say this, um, like, they, other games, like I I really think they would rather shut the game down rather than go free-to-play or anything of that nature. So anyone who's waiting on this game to go free-to-play, I wouldn't hold your breath. Just judging from the amount of money that Bethesda and stuff have, you don't need a lot of players to be, you know, like, keep the game going like you really don't like dark age of camelot still is a subscription game 15 plus years old and there's less than 20k people playing it it's still subscription and they're not changing it like they don't really yep they've they've actually said that they're like no we're not changing it yeah we've had to cut our development team you get updates less but uh we'd rather shut the game down than go free to play we don't like that kind of and Matt Fire and stuff like that, those development guys, they come from that background. I think they would rather just cut their loss and, and shut the game down rather than let it go free to play. I really think they would. So I, I would not hold your breath for this game to go free to play ever. I would be insanely surprised if this ever went free to play, like like thinking Bethesda's out of money and going out of business surprised. Okay. The
0: last question: I do occasionally group up with a friend to do quests and the like, but very rarely more than that. From what I can see of Craglorn, everything is group-based. While I am happy to see that content to see that content come out for the game's longevity, I probably won't see it. Will there be any veteran content in the future that does not rely on being grouped? Yes, we'll continue to add content in the game for all types of players. We may concentrate in the immediate future on new content, which is 4-player or 12-player group-based, but we will have lots of features coming in which benefit all players, including having more varied activities.
1: I I think that's kind of expected because of uh, the type of game that this is, trying to merge single-player games and MMOs. I mean... Um, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit. I'm going to expand upon this a little bit during our tales section. But that's kind of what the VR stuff is kind of done, like the different alliances is how it's being played. So um, yeah, it seems kind of, you yeah, know, par for the course. Delta, any words on that?
2: Well, personally, yeah, you know, you're gonna. This is an MMO. You're supposed. Is this supposed to be with friends? Personally, I don't like large group content. I don't like the trials. I think twelve people is too big. I like a tight knit group, maybe three or four. Um, So for me, if they can add like four man or women or whatever you want to call them, really hard dungeons or even three person dungeons, like they were talking about, maybe we'll get to this later. I am super excited for that. Because that's what i like to do is have three or four buddies just that's the gaming to me is like going to a bar with your friends you go in, how's your day how's your job blah 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 yeah. and you do something while you're doing it that, so for me if i have three or four friends that's just what i want to do and work towards something really challenging so smaller group content i'm really looking forward to that
1: um they already were talking just for benefit is uh something called the dragon star arena which is supposed to be similar to trials but for
2: four people yeah i know and i'm so excited for that
1: uh me you too know. i like that I, I i like i like doing a whole bunch of stuff like i'm a Vask when i do mmos i don't generally just stick with one thing because they're meant to have a whole bunch of stuff i experience everything so it, that's kind of exciting Okay, well, that ends our news for this week. I know we had a lot of it to go over. Uh, so we're going to move on to the next section, which is our discussion topic. I, I don't know how long we'll go on this, but uh, there was an l- article that um, Quest Gaming Net- Network put up, which they found another interview with creative dire- uh, the creative director of the Elder Staves Online. Yes, I said Elder <laughs> Staves. Um, by a company called Gaming Bolt. I'm not going to even really touch their interview because, like I said, that was the one that all they really harped on was the subscription fee, Um, and he pretty much defended it to a T, which was awesome. But there were a little bit of nuggets in here. and First off, the nuggets include, they're adding a new VR dungeon, City of Ash. That's going to be coming soon. There's been no date for this. None of this stuff has dates yet, but it's things coming up. Um, City of Ash was a fun dungeon. I really enjoyed that one. So, I'm excited to see it in Veteran. Like, really excited. Loved it. Love that one. Indeed. It, it was fantastic. Um, they're adding another region to Craglorn, which will include another trial, which, to anyone who's seen the story already and knows a little bit what's going on, the missing Celestial's going to show up. Just spoiler. Um, PS4 and Xbox One still does not have a specific release date yet. And ZeniMax Online Studios is aiming to keep their three to four week content release cadence going. So that's exciting. Now, the real gem in this article is they talk a little bit about the justice system. The justice system will give players the ability to steal from NPCs, but also from other players as well. The addition of this content will allow players to act as guards and attempt to stop the thieving players who no doubt feel like they are simply exercising their natural right to the five finger discount from our pockets. That means that the system will be adding a type of PvP into the main world, non-Cdel, as a result. Sage also stated uh, the players will be able to kill these em- will be able to kill NPCs, but there wasn't any clarification if he meant any NPC, including quest gamers. Um, A direct quote from Paul Sage is, We're looking on adding a just system, which uh, is where players can steal from NPCs, and the NPCs will react to that. I can kill NPCs, and NPCs will react to that. The coolest thing, I think, about the system... Uh, is because it's online we can allow players to not just steal and kill but they can also become guards and act in justice so you'll have a little bit of pvp in the real world with the justice system justice system how awesome does this sound they go first
0: it sounds amazing then i i have to really start working with my with my my daggers because i need to be like you know that Sneaky, shadowy, lightning-y thief character. That is my dream character on ESO. I am super excited about this because in any Elder Scroll game, like the single-player games that I've played, I was always the thief. Always.
1: Deltia, what do you think? Man, I,
2: I don't know how they're going to pull this off. If they do, this will breathe new, new life into the game. This it's pretty much like old school Ultima online type stuff. And that's what I want that I missed. Like, you know, just people controlling the game and not, and feeling like a little more sandboxy, which really no MOs do anymore. This would be awesome. I mean, imagine players being the guards and having like a guard only guild and like a thieves, guild, like literally, I mean, gosh, it's going to be talk about immersion. That's going to be fun.
1: Oh, I, I know. It would be really cool, like like you said, the Ultimate Line system, when you stole or something, you were flagged, your name went grey like you were a criminal. If you were a murderer it went red and you could then be hunted down and, and killed for this. I think that is a really cool if you're I think they should do something similar to that, like with the Ultimate Line system, is if you stole you're flagged as a thief and people can can get you and you know like your name goes gray if you're caught and um now when you stealth you're hidden from other players not like yes how it is currently if you're stealth you can't really see the people i think it should be stealth similar to uh pvp related stealth it's almost like you become another part of the faction and you know you're able to hunt that person down maybe they have a quest uh like a bounty quest like where you see uh the 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 banners up there that you can step going you know there's been a rash of robberies please bring you know please bring x number of thieves to justice and they reward you with uh with the dragons the gold dragons the gold and um or maybe some other kind of reputation or uh, you know something along those lines i think it'd be really neat to have like a reputation type system that if you're if you that that fluctuates really that if you are act as a guard you're more recognized as oh this person's an out you know a law-abiding citizen they get a title like the law you know law-abiding citizen or something along those lines i don't know um but if you start being bad you lose that title and you become the sneak thief or whatever the case may be and like this this Balancing reputation Comes into effect whether or not you're a thief Or whether or not you stand for justice
0: You and I Are probably going to have to stop playing Together when this game comes out Because I'm just going to be picking Everybody's pockets and the title Above <laughs> me is going to be, is going to be The Yeast, the Sneak Thief and you're going to be The law abiding citizen and If you put me in jail I might Have to make you sleep outside
1: <laughs> that, That's called Bribing <laughs> the guards <laughs> indeed and I, I think it'd be neat that if you're caught as a thief you can escape and stuff of that nature but like uh ultima did it where for depending on the level of your crime um depending on the level of your crime you carried a sentence like you were flagged as a thief for x number of hours or logged as a murderer. now as long as you weren't and you could be killed during that time Do you think they're going to do something like that, Deltia?
2: Huh, I I really don't know how they're going to pull this off. It has to have been in the works for a while now, from what it sounds like. You know what I mean? Well, I know there
1: was a lot of, I won't say backlash, but there was a lot of players going, oh, because let's face it, uh, the the players of us who like to be the mages are the... uh, the stalwart paladin types in, this, in Elder Scrolls are kind of small. What do most people like to do? Sneak and shoot with
2: a bow. You know, pick locks and stuff people, like that. Do you think most people like to sneak? Because, like, real quick, I mean, I hate games that you have to sneak. I've always played games as the big meathead tank run at people and get in their face. And I'm like, why do they always have these mechanics in these games for sneaking? But does anyone like that? And it seems like everyone likes that. In Elder Scrolls, I, I think
1: of uh, uh, the vast majority like it.
0: Yes, I, I, I can yes. In Skyrim, I sneaked everywhere. I was always stealth during us instead of sneaked. I was always stealth. and if we would go into, I don't know, um, a dwarven ruin at the same time, and it would take him 15 minutes to get to the end. An hour and a half later, I'm only halfway through because I stealth the entire way. <laughs> i I'm, I'm I'm slitting, I'm killing people while stealth with my daggers, you know, because of that awesome X amount of extra damage. Like my, I, I killed everybody with bows. It's just in real life, it's it's you can't really be a criminal. So where's the one place you can actually be a criminal in a game? So if they yeah. have the option to be stealthy and to, to just murder random people and to steal everything from everyone, people are usually going to flock to that system because it gives you a chance to do something that you couldn't normally do.
1: I don't know, Delty. I'm like you. I'm, I'm the guy who runs in going, I'm pulling everything! And I just grab everything and just try to kill it all. That's how I roll. Big sword, <laughs> lots yeah. of damage. You and I can get along. Yeah, where's... Uh, I don't need to sneak. Just I look at her, I'm like, let's just run in. She's like, but there's like 20 guys. I'm like, I know. They can call for reinforcements. I know it's a little one-sided. We're so much more powerful than them, but we'll, we'll give them a chance to call for more people because <laughs> more carnage, the better.
0: And I'm like, no, I, I'm cowering behind a pillar trying to stealth and, and walk around them so I can like pluck them in the back of the head. And he's just running in, shouting. So pretty much what I'm gathering from this is is that I can no longer be around Ag, because he's going to send me to jail. And because there's a little bit of PvP in this justice system, I can no longer be around Deltia. (laughs) Because if he shanks me while I'm trying to pickpocket somebody, I will probably have to hunt him down and beat him with random objects.
1: That would make you a murderer, and then we could kill you again. (laughs) Go ahead, Deltia.
2: Do you think this is going to be faction specific, or is it going to be against each other's faction? Like, this would be cool if you were a guard and Ebenhart, because then I could really beat Dais up. I can, you know, I could beat the Aldmeri Dominion guard on the Ebenhart. Wouldn't that be cool?
1: I I, I think it would be. I, I actually one of the things that really annoys me is the fact that when they made the choice to allow us to go to all the different factions, I don't know why they didn't just make it that the factions are interlink yes i understand the leveling experience is a little different but uh i think after you defeat it like you should just be able to see all the players like when you go into a city like maybe the outside zone i think they should have instanced the cities a little bit like with a phasing technology that when i step out of the city i see all vr ones in the Daggerfall, but when i go in i see all the level five six seven eight Brit- britain Breton players and Daggerfolk running around in the city because there's nothing in there, you know. I think they should have just mixed it together so you could play like that.
0: I uh, really hope he cannot follow me into a city. I I really oh, really it's hope going that. Down.
1: <laughs> it's on.
0: I am gonna be so upset. I'm gonna be trying to steal everything, and he's gonna be following me, taking notes, writing down all my crimes, and then he's just you know gonna murder me with an axe to the back. That's
1: right. That's right. So, um, does anyone else have anything else they'd like to say or discuss about the justice system? Like, how do you think you're going to do it?
0: I want it now. I'm sorry, Daltia. Go ahead.
2: Oh, I'm just, yeah, I'm with you.
0: It's exciting. If they do it correctly, it, it will be an amazingly fun system. And I'm glad, I'm glad that they're, they're telling us about it. They're letting us know it's coming, but it's taking a while to put it out, which to me just means that they want it to be good. They want it to be worthwhile. Same with housing. They, they, they hint that it will probably be in there, but if it is, we're going to do it right. So I, I have a lot of hope. I have a lot of theories about how it how it's gonna happen and when the brotherhood and thieves guild come into play i i I think that it's gonna add a whole new dimension to the game that will hopefully bring more people back because it'll give them more to do they can be that sneak thief in a game if they wanted to
1: okay um before we end this section projections we're gonna go around uh the roundtable here, and give us your projections on when you think it'll be released. Please go ahead and go first.
0: Oh, why did you ask me to go first? I have not a clue, but I, I don't think it's going to be out anytime soon just yet. Yes, they're, they're talking about it, but I don't think it'll be in a few weeks. I think it'll be a little longer than that so that it can really be Close to perfect. Now, as with anything, when it's released, there will probably be some bugs. You know, it's it's normal anytime anything new comes out. I I really don't mind bugs. Doesn't really bother me at all. But not. It, it's it's still going to be a little while. Maybe two months, maybe.
1: Uh, Delty what do you think? Christmas time.
2: Okay. Um. It's a realistic time frame for them
1: i'm expecting end of august and this is why um in a previous a previous interview and and they talked with um i think paul sage and they were talking about the justices when it was first announced and they said they were expecting it around update four okay we are currently on update two update three is due out in the end of august july and that's going to have the die system and stuff of that nature so i'm guessing update four will be around um
2: oh my god dies yeah
1: yeah that's that's the next one coming up.
2: oh my god
0: i am just as excited as you are
2: oh my god but um (laughs) sorry
1: no, it's fine. Uh, and actually, when we started the call and you had the video call, I noticed you had the the giant banner of Guild Wars Two. That the, the die system is almost identical to Guild Wars Two with like the three different button boxes. I think it's gonna be great. really. Yeah, didn't you see the I image of that's,
2: it? Well, uh, Star Wars die is okay, but I heard that's like the cream of the crop as far as dies go. Die
1: every every armor, depending on what it is, has different like different sections you can die, and this one has three different sections. So when you die. The large section, it gets the bulk of it. And then when you die uh, the two smaller, it does the accents.
2: That's going to breathe so much life into the game because there's going to be things I would never have done. But if it's tied to the die, I'm going to get that achievement. I will get that achievement. I'm starting already to get... Just, I finished all the quests today. I'm going to get those achievements.
0: In Guild Wars 2, I was the person who, even though I was broke... Any money I made, I would buy dye. I had over 250 dyes because I was constantly dyeing my armor. I would stop in the middle of a quest just to dye my armor. And I am hoping that this game allows me to run around as the Pink Ranger. Because I will be Thais, she who eats your tears, the Pink Ranger. That's, that will be me.
1: Well, at least you'll be easy to spot when we kill you for thieving oh yeah all right well that's going to end our discussion topic for this evening now let's go ahead and we're going to move on to my personal favorite part of the show the tales section now before we get going um last week and this week i sent out little twitter responses to people going tell us about your adventures and we'll feature them on the show i thought it'd be a neat little thing to see what other people are doing in the elder scroll are the elder staves online other than leveling your destruction staff. (laughs) Um, so first off, we're going to go through the Twitter responses first, and then we'll, we'll go through the host show first. So first off, uh, Michael on Twitter, that's at M I K L K a T T W. I I wonder if he just threw that together. Um, he has been leveling new skills in the VR zones. Um, Pretty cool, Michael. Uh, good luck with that. I personally would have went back to the Cold Harbor zone and tried to level it in that 50 zone before you started hitting the VR difficulty, but... Uh...
0: I am actually quite curious how you're going to accomplish that because I still have to level my daggers and I was having a whole t- a hard time in Cold Harbor with ag. So if you figure out a way that you're able to do it with weapons, let um. me know.
2: I have a tip for you. Okay. I was going to, I'm going to make some videos on this, but actually leveling ESO is fantastically easy First off your weapon bars, the leveling is based off the XP you get on them. The more, more weapon skills you have from that skill line, you get uh, more XP, right? So what you do is you load up your bar right before you do a quest turn in, you turn it in, you go back to your normal bar. And then you can't keep doing that. And basically, you never have to use those junky skills you don't want, and you get massive, fast XP gains for it. You also have another set of weapons that you equip that have the uh, increased experience line on it. So you, And there's actually Wicked's Outfitter. lets you do this with one key button. So you have a leveling set with your weapons, your abilities. You press another button. It goes back to your normal walk-around stuff. You can level abilities and never even use them.
0: Wow. I... Wow.
1: That's actually an awesome tip. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. <laughs> I no idea.
2: Well, I'm doing yeah, I'm going to show me. you guys, I'll show you guys how to do it online. My, I'll do a YouTube video here in a week or so explaining exactly that, but yeah, that's how I found out how to do it real fast, so.
0: Thank you.
1: That's awesome. Definitely awesome. Uh, next up, we had Martin, uh, that's at M-C-M-A-E-N-Z-A, Z-A, well, Z-A. Z-A. Uh Bested Molag Ball and started VR content in the Ebonheart Pact zones. You're going to love Ebonheart Pact, just so you know. It's great. It is. Um, Our friend Road from TisoCast. Love Road. Naked Nord is well into VR uh, veteran rank 3 now. Might hit 4 this weekend. The hero of the pack conquers the Covenant. And what's really cool is he is literally doing this all naked except for boots. So, no armor, just going at it with a pair of boots and a greatsword.
0: Do you happen to know what class he is? Because if I was naked oh, as yeah. a sorcerer, there, there'd be no way. Do you
2: think?
1: <laughs> yeah, Dragon Knight. Dragon Knight. Well, he did a Templar as well, so but I think the Naked Nord is a full-out Dragon Knight.
2: In order to
0: out Dragonite, yeah. Oh well, no wonder he can do everything naked since they're just OP.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's OP. We're good. Um, Manic Pixie Carly, that's at K A R I T H I N A. Fell through the world just before my fight with Moleg Ball. An unexpected end to the world's hero. Thank gosh for Slash Stuck. Man, that's uh Kind of anticlimactic, isn't it? Just boop, nope, through the world. <laughs> awesome. And uh, Aloa, that's at E L L O A W E N D Y on Twitter. They just finished their first run of City of Ash. So gorgeous, and they actually had a link in the Twitter response. They took a picture and put it up. I love City of Ash. So that's awesome. <laughs> So those were our Twitter responses uh, for the week, and I actually I kind of like this idea. Fans, let us know if you like the idea. I think it's kind of neat just to hear what you know listeners and are doing in Tamriel. I think it's a neat little idea.
0: I like it too. I I really do. So yeah, if you have anything more, let us know. That was that was awesome to hear what everyone else is doing. Since we always tell people what we're doing in game. Right.
1: Um, okay, now we're going to move on to the host's tales. So, uh, Deltia, why don't you go first because you are our guest and tell us a little bit about your character? Like, you know, our, if you, you've listened to the show, our character. We talk about how our character build is mechanic wise, then we go on what we did in the game this week.
2: Okay, sure. I am a Dragon Knight Nord badass. Five heavy, two light, sword and board, and either a destruction staff, I know, a restro staff, or a bow. I got them all almost at 50, and I have 270 skill points. So I have a lot of skills, a lot of different things going on with my guy. Um, basically, if I'm playing it right, I cannot die, and I will take on mobs, 20 mobs deep, throw a dead dragon standard down, and kill everything. I got it set up so I can have, basically, the heart. I have 2,500 health almost 2k magic and 1,500 stamina. I have full armor, basically the soft cap. I can get to the hard cap using one ability. Um, I mean, what else do you want to know? It's pretty BA. And if I go to Destruction Staff, use a spell crit potion and throw Mage Light on, I almost have 100% spell crit for 15 seconds. So everything dies once my standard's up. Um, Yeah, and that's my character. As far as what I've been doing in-game... I really enjoyed the stories. And so I just finished all the major storylines. So Ebonheart all the Mary Dominion, and then I just finished up the um, uh, Daggerfall ones. And I can say they're all pretty good, the main story arcs. I did like the Ebonheart Pack the most uh, as far as storylines. It was really, really fun. But I just, that was really surprised by Daggerfall Covenant as far as storytelling and whatnot. It was very good. But what my character does, I do a lot of solo play, and then at night my friends get on. We'll do like either Kraglorn or stuff. So Endgame and ESO right now, I don't know. It's not the best thing. There's it needs to vary. I think once the justice system comes out, like Star Wars: The Republic, you know, you had the game, but once they had Galactic Starfighter that came out, and that was like a whole new system. Essentially, it Ew. really, it really breathed. Well, I didn't like it. But it's just something else to do and really breathe life into the game. So for me, what I'm doing now is trying to make videos and finding out what the best thing to do is and then just spending time with my friends doing dungeons or getting skill points, helping them level alts, getting crafting. All my gear is legendary now. Um, And so I'm pretty much done with that character. So I kind of want to do some videos and show other people how to do it. You know, Kipster has been helping me out a lot, but my tanking build is pretty solid. I use the Hiss Bark. Um, skill set, the set bonus. So I have a 20% chance at dodge. A lot of people don't know this, but dodge does not have any animation returns. So if you use the spark set, along with the um, elude ability and the medium armor thing, you're looking at 40% or more mischance off the bat, regardless of armor, regardless of anything. So that's kind of how I got my guy set up.
1: Now, Riddle me this, because I just want to make sure the dodge chance, that's not thats not tied to the double tap to dodge, right? That's uh, just a random
2: miss chance. It's uh, calculated by the numbers, or... Correct. Yep. So 200 dodge points equals 20%. And th- it also goes with Ash Cloud the Dragon Knights have, which is a 30% miss chance. So essentially if you're, you're stacking all those, you're looking at a 70% chance to miss. <laughs> so even if i'm not blocking i still it's going to be hard to hit me so some of the mechanics in the game really need to be fleshed out as far as what's overpowered and what's not um because people are starting to figure out you know a 70 miss chance all the time that's pretty you know powerful so definitely definitely powerful
1: um awesome awesome is that all for your tales this week
2: well, as far as finishing, like I said, I did the Daggerfall Covenant, but man, the Ebonheart Pack main story of land was awesome. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but, and then I'm going to roll an alt and I kind of tweeted about how, you know, unproductive it is, but I really like the main story in the game. I thought it was Elder Scrolls quality as terms and solo play you know, going and fighting Molag ball and all that goes along with that. Uh, there was buggy when I was doing it. You almost couldn't complete it, but I think now I got the bug flushed out. I want to go do it again on a Nightblade and um, see what that's all about, because I just love that story. It was great.
1: Oh, I agree. The The actual main scenario story was fantastic, and I can tell you now it is a lot better from what I heard. Like, we had zero problems going through Oh, it. really? Yeah. there was it used to
2: have to... You just have to jump off a thing, turn your camera this way. And like, it was, mm-hmm. and I, yeah,
1: I know what quest you're talking about, because when we were doing that, I specifically was uh, telling Thais, I said to her, well, I know people were saying when they were trying to light the, you know, light the, we'll just say candles, but you trying to, to open the door, people literally couldn't get this last one. They had to jump off the edge and turn in time to hit the button. But it all worked for us. We had no problems. So they definitely corrected a lot of that. Because I know at one point it was so bad people were just sitting in there and there was a GM that came into the zone and sat there and just granted you access because it wasn't working. And they're like, here you go, next step. And but and one no, last it,
2: thing is, oh, go ahead. No, Sorry. go ahead. That's it. I was going to say I am on the um, Aldernery Dominion, of course. I'm a filthy elf Nord guy. Um, but I'm always looking for people to play, um, you know, to do either get a trials team together whatever. We got our own small little tight guild. So if you're ever in need and want to do veteran rank stuff Craghorn, I don't know, whatever, uh, whisper me, at Deltia, D-E-L-T-I-A. I'm always looking to play with other people that are you know, fired up about other scrolls. Excellent.
1: It's a shame that you're uh, AD or else we could actually do some stuff, but no, nope, we're yeah. Evan Hart Pact. That's how it goes. The best pact. I mean, you heard the Dan Bull rap. That was the best one.
2: It was. Those were actually decent.
1: Yeah. But uh, people were complaining about the AD one. I'm like, well, you can't really blame the guy. I mean, look what they had to get, you know, that's all he had to work with. They're just that bad. The queen. She's hot. I think uh, Omalexi is hotter than Aran any day.
2: Mm, Plus,
1: mine's kind of like a living god. So, yeah. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean,. Mother Marlin, right there.
2: To, we're going back to Superman versus Batman. You know, that's what like we're it. doing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, this is a never-ending uh, the battle here. Who's uh, whose girl's hotter at this point? Okay. Um. Well, it's time for our tales. Now, first off, face. Um, go ahead. You tell us about your character. If you've changed anything, anything along those lines.
0: Well, I think first I have to say that um, I kind of really, really hate Deltia at the moment. I think I need to re-roll to a Dragon Knight. Oh, yeah. And if all that doesn't work, then I at least need to have Deltia build my character for me. Because I cannot do crap. So, uh, yeah. Wow. I was You should have seen my face while you were saying all that. I, I, my jaw was pretty much in my lap. Huh. That is uh, how jealous I am. Uh, yeah. Other than that, i i haven't really done i haven't really done anything new because like it took us so many days to, to to do that patch, so i didn't i didn't change anything. Everything's still the same. i I still haven't been able to really work with my daggers because I just if as soon as I put them on I die. Like that's that's really? pretty much it. So. <laughs>
1: Well, now you have to do that trick. You'll have to put the points in the dagger tree. And then when you go to turn in a quest, load your bar up. Here you go. And your dagger skill will level up.
0: That is such a great idea. And my destruction staff still isn't max, even though it's what I started <laughs> with. But my resto staff is because I die so frequently. I keep switching to my resto staff.
2: You're a sort, uh, right? Yes, I am. Can I tell you a tip?
0: Sure, You sure can.
2: Okay, actually a lot of people DPS with the Restoration Staff because there's a passive that gives you a damage bonus for the amount of health you have. And and so if you load up your Restoration Staff with all damage abilities and just heal on something else, you can do a lot of DPS.
0: Well, I have been DPSing with my heal staff because I have a lot of the passives. So even if that's equipped, I can still do pretty good DPS from my standards, probably not for ag standards. But I still want my... Instruction staff to be maxed. I just, with how much I die, I keep having to switch and heal myself.
1: I was going to say, Ag standards, he plays a Templar. We're like the worst DPS in the game. We pull 400 DPS. We're like, (gasps) really? Yeah. No, we're, no. Our DPS is terrible.
0: (laughs) Wow, Ag. As a pair, we are really, really bad. That's horrible.
1: Together, we make one mediocre player.
0: <laughs> yes! That's an awesome accomplishment.
1: We make one oh almost barely passable player. Oh, my God. It's pretty awesome. Okay, well, um, again, like, last week was super busy, so I'm kind of glad we didn't do a show just because I got, like, five minutes of playtime in because it was just that busy, and then the patch hit. And it took us four days to actually download the darn thing, um, but uh, I'm still. I actually did switch out a few pieces of light armor for medium because I'm still trying to level them up. My light armor is 43 at the moment, and my heavy or my medium armor is 42. So once they're maxed out, then that will definitely help. Um, still got the great sword as my backup. That's that's what I. That's my my backup weapon, and I'm still leveling the bow uh trying to get that out and then I'm actually probably going to switch to restoration staff cuz I think that's my lowest and I will level that up from there um
0: you don't want to join the elder staves online?
1: Well, I am just through staff. a healing. Yeah. Got to use just, staff. Yeah, I got that's and actually I I have uh decided my final build will be a um great sword in my main and my off hand will be a uh Destruction staff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I'm falling into line with the rest of the drones because that's what I have to do.
0: You know what? Just just the heck with it. I am gonna get rid of my destruction staff and I'm gonna go daggers and resto. That's that's what I'm gonna do. That is my plan from now on.
1: Then if you ever do trials, they're only gonna allow you to go it's no don't you dare switch off that resto. No. No don't no. Don't even think about it.
2: They
0: would probably need to input an achievement just for taking me along, because I I am just that bad of a player. Like, oh, you were that gimped? You brought Thayis with you? Just here, take the loot, it's free, you don't have to kill anything, we feel sorry for you.
2: Yeah, but you have fun, don't you? Oh yeah.
0: Oh, that, yeah, yeah, definitely. Even if I die five billion times, I still thoroughly enjoy myself.
2: (laughs) You really die a lot.
0: I do. I re- I die every time we go to pull mobs. I pretty much die every single time.
1: It's not that bad. You're exaggerating a little.
0: No, I'm actually not. Because do you remember the one, when we go into our little hint to our tail section, we went into this cave in the new VR zone that we're in. And Ag just so happened to turn somewhere and I wasn't paying attention and I attacked something. That one VR mob raffle stomped me. I died in that cave in like ten seconds. And I had already previously died on Strouss Mackay already. I die all the time. Just all the time. Doesn't matter. Huh. It's it's pretty it's pretty bad. So yes, if you take me anywhere, you deserve an award.
1: I I keep hearing this noise. I'm like, what is this noise? And my little Khajiit Pinello is snoring on my desk. I'm sitting here, what is this noise? And I lean over and she's sleeping snoring. It's cute.
0: I told you she snores and you never believed me.
1: Well, she does snore. It's cute. Um, But yeah, we finally started the veteran rank one, uh, the veteran content in Daggerfall Covenant. And we landed in Daggerfall, but... um, I, I like to follow the stories it was. So I'm going back to strauss Makai, doing it prior to the, the beta change. Like we landed there and that's how I'm following the story. Um, so we went back there and we're actually playing there. And first off, like I, I've seen the, the area before, but I love the Egyptian slash the Middle East architecture for the Red Guards. I think it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. But um, another thing I want to say off the bat is, a lot of people complain about the veteran rank difficulty and I both agree and disagree. I think it's a perfect difficulty for like the duo that we have. Like right now it is so I encourage you to at least bring a friend. One friend is all you need to make it like it's difficult enough that if you are dumb like we split up, you'll die um or if you're not careful with your pools but it it still feels good like we're going through it at a quick pace um it, it's not really that slow and uh we are we're killing stuff we're doing it's but it's not so easy that we can not pay attention to our screens it's really cool like the one thing that is true is if you don't block a power attack like the one thing that killed me is the one power attack that i didn't even pay attention to he hit me it knocked me backwards and I went from full health to, like, 5% in one hit because I didn't block it. And it's, it's, if you don't block power attacks, you will die. And I think that killed you, too, because the same thing hit you.
0: I died twice. That power attack got me, and I died. And then I came back. And then I tried to run away because I pulled more mobs when I res, and as I was currently trying to run I ran into more mobs and then I died again and that's when you rez me the second time.
1: <laughs> right, right. Um but yeah, we're just we're right now we're just running around uh Stros Macay loving it. Um I think we set off trying to find the the elf uh Niz- Nizmamu or something. I, I don't remember. Um and the I guess it's Bethzark, Zark, the uh, Dwarven Ruin on the island. But we w- ended up going the complete opposite direction both times, and we uh, went into the grave to rescue the suave little thief and went into the goblin mines up there. It-, it was a lot of fun.
0: My heart definitely belongs to that Breton thief. Oh my gosh, is he adorable. I just... Yes, my, my heart is his. I can't help it.
1: Um. Yeah, so after he left us, the dirty thief, we did actually, we went up to this one section on the north part of the island called uh, the Rash Merchant's uh, Plummet. And I think we spent like 20 minutes trying to jump across this bridge because there's a bridge that goes across and it's kind of fallen. If anyone's ever made it across, please let me know. Because it looks like it's almost like a mini jumping puzzle because there's another bridge on the other side. And it looks like you can get up there. But every time you try to walk across the bridge, you fall through these holes. So we spent like 20 minutes trying to jump on the board so we could make it across. We never did make it. That was a lot of fun.
0: I I definitely think you can get across, but you have to time it just right to hit those boards. Cause if you're even a little off, you fall and you and you land in the water. But I know it has to be possible. It has to be.
1: Um I, I'm I'm gonna do this. Just just if anyone of our listeners can make it across and take a screenshot of them on that other island and show us the fallen bridge and show us on the map that you're on that island. I will send you a tempering alloy. Like, just... Yeah, I will send you a tempering alloy. It's on Stros Mackay. It's a point of interest called the Rash Merchant's Plummet. And if you can make it across that fallen bridge, because there's one fallen bridge and there's a little island, and then another bridge to another island, if you can take a picture of yourself on both islands, like on the map showing your little thing there, and a screenshot showing me that you're there, I will send you a tempering alloy.
2: Oh, I'm going right now.
1: Just because I want to know if it's possible. So it's a reward to anyone who makes it across.
0: In the next 10 minutes, Delty is going to make it across. The yeah, he's, right.
1: he's not even paying attention. He's doing it. I'm busy, guys. Well, I got to leave that's the podcast. Not,
2: that's serious, guys.
1: <laughs> this is serious business, man. There's a tempering alloy here. So seriously, anyone who makes it across, take a screenshot of yourself on the islands and I will send you a tempering alloy that's how much i want to see if it's possible okay um and otherwise we went down to saints port and it was really fun because we were walking around like uh in the disguises trying to sneak our way through and then half time like i forget it screw it i just ripped my disguise off and start beating people up i i love the saints port area it's all full of thugs and thieves
0: That's definitely where I belong. I I enjoyed being in disguise with, you know, all my fellow thugs. Thug life. Definitely.
1: (laughs) You are the whitest Polish girl I've ever seen. Thug life does not work for you. Sorry.
2: Uh, You guys are nuts.
1: (laughs) So...
0: all that makes me think of is an episode of Futurama where they go to the, the the naked beach planet and as Professor Farnsworth is walking away, he has a tattoo on his back that says Thug life that's that's totally me.
1: It really is it really really is and I don't I don't even know what else, where to take that I'm just yeah, yeah. so yeah, we've been leveling in Stros Mackay, and like I said, the veteran content is I so far it's pretty fun yeah we're only on the first island. You know how we go. But um, here's another thing. People say it's a little bit of lack of reward. I agree and I disagree for this one point. The quest rewards could be better. Like, I think I got 100 gold for finishing a quest. I'm sitting here going, that's it? But as for the leveling, I really don't see it as leveling. Because they discussed this. This was the single or duo player's end game progression so as you go up in veteran ranks it allows you to put on better gear i just look at this as a gear grind every time i get a veteran rank it's like getting a new piece of gear that i can you know it's like rating content but on a solo scale so i don't see it as leveling i see it as solo player end game progression and maybe that's why i don't think it's as bad as all that because i don't see it as leveling
0: you know what we are we are way too similar my love. I completely agree. I, I can definitely see it that way. Because I noticed that as we're turning in these quests and, and we're doing stuff, I was thinking we were not going to be able to visibly see our experience bar go up. That is how difficult it was going to be. But in turning in quests, you do it, it is enough experience that you can see it. the The, the quest rewards are a little lackluster but i completely understand with you saying that it's i i get it totally get it i love you
1: it's it's just like a raid like for the pve end game raiders like how we go through for the gear grind i see it as a gear grind just at a solo perspective you know and because the gear's available especially with crafting so it's you have to do something to earn the right for the gear and then once you hit VR2, craft yourself VR2. Look at me, I'm stronger now. You know? That's how I'm viewing it. And maybe that's why I don't I don't feel it as oh the leveling experience is terrible, because I don't see it as the leveling experience. This is end game progression, but on a solo person scale. And I think if more people would look at it in that way, going, This is the end game progression for the soloist. Elder Scrolls players, I don't think they would have as rough of a time dealing with it because it's meant to be difficult. And then when you, uh, then when you get a VR rank, craft yourself some better gear, and then it'll be a little bit easier because you have higher stats. And then you, then you're essentially instead of doing raid tier progression like we do in other games, where okay, now I'm all decked out in this tier of gear, I can go do the next raid. It's okay, I'm all decked out in veteran one rank stuff. Do all the veteran one ranks content then move on to the Veteran 2 rank. You know, once you hit Veteran 2, craft all the gear for you or get gear, and now you're trying to conquer the Veteran 2 solo endgame content. That's how I see it. and It's a blast with that mindset going into it. Now, I know people who've been re- doing this looking for the trials, which I am because I like that kind of stuff, but looking at it as a, oh, this is just another leveling experience, I, I feel like they're missing part of part of it like this was meant to be the solo person's end game i i think that the group people should have stuck with uh you know maybe it wasn't as advantageous but group stuff dungeons and things of that nature to level yourself up and i think that probably would have been a a fair route but that's my take on it and uh anything else to say about the tales for this week
0: um just one more thing that this area is so pretty I, I, I really do like the way it looks, and even though I've already been here uh, in, in the beta, I, I'm still excited to see the whole island again. Oh, oh, and and from before, we found that quest again where with have to think of the clues to find the treasure, and my memory is really bad, so I know that I'm going to have to sit down and look at the clues again to try and figure it out all over again, which is totally fine with me because it was such an enjoyable quest.
1: I'm going to have to let you do it. Cause I remember all the steps already. So I'm just going to not give you any hints. I'm just going to let you do it. And you'll lead the way. That's how it's going to have to be.
0: Oh, but I was such a bad leader and my ADD gets in the way. Ooh, shiny. <sighs>
1: <laughs> all right. Well, that ends our tales section for this week. Uh, we're going to move on to the dramatic reading. This is the eighth and final part of this eight part series of uh, called the Daedric Princes. So, uh, Thais, just take it away.
0: I know why he didn't introduce the book. It's because the one book that he cannot pronounce to save his life.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> All right, the The two books that I will be reading. Well, the first one is Pussyless Lame Balta Mesomorti. And it is by, ooh, wow, the author is harder pronounced than the book name of the book, Mabai Iwanel Scribe. As brighter grows light, darker becomes shadow. So it passed that the Daedra Molek Baal looked on Arkay and thought the Adra prideful of his dominion o'er the death of man and myrrh, and it was sooth. Baal, whose sphere is the wanton oppression and entrapment of mortal souls, Sought to thwart Arke, who knew that not man, nor myrrh, nor beast folk of all of Nern could escape eventual death. The Ager was doubtless of his sphere, and so Molek Baal set upon Nern to best death. Tamriel was still young and filled with danger and wondrous magic when Baal walked in the aspect of a man and took a virgin, Lamei Bealfag, from the Nidic peoples. Savage and loveless, Baal profaned her body, and her screams became the shrieking winds, which still haunt certain winding fjords of Skyrim. Shedding a lone droplet of blood on her brow, Baal left Nern, having sown his wrath. Violated and comatose, LeMay was found by nomads and cared for. A fortnight hence, the nomad-wired woman enshrouded LeMay and Paul, for she had passed into death in their way, the nomads built a bonfire to immolate the husk. That night, LeMay rose from her funeral pyre and stood upon the coven, still aflame. She ripped the throats of the women, ate the eyes of the children, and raped their men as cruelly as Baal had ravaged her. And so, LeMay, who was known to us as Blood Matron, imprecated her foul aspect upon the folk of Tamriel and begat a brood of countless abominations from which came the vampires, most cunning of the night horrors. And so was the scourge of undeath wrought upon Tamriel, cruelly mocking Arke's rhythm of life and death through all the coming eras of Et Ara. And for all his sadness, Arke knew this could not be undone. The next book is Spawn of Moleg Ball. The author is anonymous. Moleg Ball and Slaves, Moleg Ball defiles. Moleg Ball spawns children with the unwilling and harvests the souls of the unwary. Legend tells us that Moleg Ball is the father of the first vampire. Though we cannot fully detail the many species of vampires, we may consider all of them to be his offspring. Most vampires can trace their lineage to the same distant ancestor, an unwilling Nidic virgin whom Moleg Ball defiled. With her, he spawned a race of monsters, who then sent upon nomads, spreading his corruption further. Other species of vampires are the result of pacts and bargains with Molag Ball, who answers promises of immortality and power with an eternity of damnation. Molag Ball seeds chaos and strife, spreading discord by corrupting soul after soul. His forces are legion, his patience is limitless. His ultimate goal is the domination and enslavement of all living things.
1: And so ends the series of books, Dayjerk Princes from The Elder Scrolls Online. Next week, we'll be continuing with a new section of books that I have already pre-selected. And we're going to do the inverse, and it's all about the Aedra. So I'm actually kind of excited about that one. But uh, so there we go. The end of that book. Next up is our community spotlight, and this week I have selected something from Tiso Elite, and it's something I actually found kind of really super useful. It's called uh, kelka's Crafting Corner, and it's issue number one Gear Choices and You. Now, the main reason I wanted to do this, I think it'd be very helpful for beginning players to understand. I know uh, when we came into the game, we understood. Item quality, if you played other MMOs, it kind of tells you, you know, we get the idea of the different. The color of the item determines its quality. Well, this goes on to tell you about the different types of armor that there are available um, for armor choices, different kinds of weapons in the game. It shows you the item level and the quality, giving a list of all the items you'll need as you're leveling up your crafting and what items are being used at that particular level. As well as showing you the upgrade components and what they're called, how to use them. Now, one of the best things um, I've I've found, like there are other tips as well in here for trading out different things. Um, for acquiring temp- or tempers and stuff like that. But the thing I found most useful in here is they actually broke down the numbers under weapon traits and armor traits that show you... When you put these items on here, they have a base quality. Like, when you make a sword with a precise trait that uses a ruby, it has a certain percentage. And, of course, it goes up with quality, but I never really knew. They actually broke down here completely and told you exactly how much it is based on the quality of the item. For an example, using an amethyst, which gives you the charge trait, which increases the enchantment charges... um, if it's a white item, it's 17%. If it's a green item, it's 19%. Uh, if it's a blue item, it's 21%. As an epic item, a purple, it's 23 And as a legendary, it's 25%. So at a glance, by using this tool, same with um, uh, armor, like diamond uh, gives you the impenetrable trait, which increases resistance to critical strikes. It gives you a flat number and tells you, based on the quality of the item, what it's going to be. So, white item is 60, green is 70, blue is 80, so on. And it goes on. I thought this was insanely helpful for trying to figure out if I wanted to hit a certain percentage without actually spending the time to craft the item. Um, this could tell me where I could mix and match and get those, get those items. So, I thought that was really super helpful. So, if you're interested in checking that out, it is on TisoElite.com. And it's Kelka's Crafting Corner. Uh, I think newbies will be very. This would help you out a lot. And I think there's some little nuggets in there for us long term MMO players. So I want to thank uh, Kelka for creating the guide and Tiso Elite for being an awesome part of the Elder Scrolls online community. Uh, next up is our Guild spotlight, and this is just time for us to tell you how to find us if you're interested in joining our friends and family guild for Tales of Tamriel. You can whisper or send an in game mail to at AGELOS, that's A G G E L O S, or at Tear Eater, T E A R E A T E R, for an invite to the guild. Also, if you want to PvP with us, or in this case, PvE with us in a PvP zone. We are representing the Ebonheart Pact on the Hope's Fire campaign. Um, that will be subject to change because I know they're going to be squashing the campaigns eventually and doing some different rule sets. We will update everyone uh, when those PvP changes come around. Um, moving on to our next section is our emails and uh, fan feedback. So uh, we didn't have any iTunes reviews this week, but we did have some e- emails. So thanks. Go ahead and read some emails.
0: All right, the first email is from Eve Trayel. Salute, congrats on turning 21, another tandem triumph in my book. And speaking of books, amazing job with the read these. You did say you practiced ahead of time, but still you sounded flawless. Thank you very much. Since you both are now VRs and slowly experiencing the 50 plus and 50 plus plus content, I thought it fitting that perhaps you could touch on the discontent that many are suffering from during the climb through the ranks. Specifically, the lack of increase in stats and gold rewards from questing and loot. I realize the hunt for sky shards alleviates the complete lack of character progression, but perhaps more could be gained after reaching level 50. As a VR content incentive, how about a 1% increase to stats across the board per rank? I think that would give you the feeling of progression without being too OP and give you that extra boost to combat, the increased content difficulty. Definitely quest rewards need to be scaled up with the VR content and should be based on a percentage as well. Say base plus 10% per VR level. Just my two cents. Thoughts on the subject? Many continued tales and stay moist.
1: Well, actually, you know what? I, I did my whole spiel in the earlier section about how I felt VR content was and I actually f- forgot this email because I wrote it down two weeks ago. Uh, So... Those are my feelings on veteran rank, even though I do agree with the increased gold. Um again, increased stats I wouldn't hate it, but again I see it as VR content is your end game progression where you get your better gear. Um Deltia, what what do you think?
2: Well, I I think you had an interesting perspective in that if you approach it a certain way it may feel different, though I do disagree with you as far as i just don't like it per se like i'm playing this night late right now and it just like before i hit 50 it feels fun i always feel like i'm accomplishing something and it always feels fast engaging i'm my character is always changing and progressing and it's like boom you hit a brick wall at the vr content if the vr ranks i wish they would have kept them at 12 at uh, 10. i have no idea why they kept upping them don't up them up the gear make there's different levels of gear you're talking about maybe five percent from vr 10 to vr 12 or something in terms of gear value it's just something else you have to do i get that but i really do not like the vr content to be honest with you it just it doesn't it feels a superficial way to inflate game time um and that's why i don't like it personally um it, it does not feel like genuine or new or fresh it's just like playing this game and hitting fifty, that's fun. You get done with this the quest and all that stuff, it's a blast. Make the progression not VR content, which is basically another way to say leveling. Make it gear. Or so that like I don't know, maybe you have to hit something. Like or make the VR levels mean something. So you hit it you at least get a skill point. I don't even get a skill point. I don't get a skill point. Okay so it's just a number i don't know i don't like it personally i really don't and i think a lot of people left the game because it slows down and it just seems like an inflated way to make the game last longer and that's personally why i do not like it
1: now before i ask this opinion i do have one question for you how see my problem with like i like the vr because it The gear comes with the VR, like I can get a, you can give me a VR 12 chess piece right now, but I can't wear it till I hit VR 12. So it's a type of progression for me. Even if they stop the VR content, and like you said, with gear progression, I know they're actually talking about doing this anyway. So that's, that's pretty awesome with uh, new unique types of gear. How would you stop people from just as soon as the new gear drop? Because they always said crafting gear will be on par from just crafting it. Other do you think they would they should add something like you have to do the content to get rare drops, you know, something to make crafting Um, more worthwhile than just I have a frickin hundred bars of void void steel. And here we go.
2: I think crafting is already on its way out, to be honest with you, because the okay, they are on par in terms of a VR 12 chest plate provides X amount of armor. Yep, it is on par. You know what it's not on par with is the set bonuses. In fact, most PVEers use PvP set bonuses because it has a 10% critical chance on their weapon and staff. So they've already screwed that up. Let me said they weren't gonna have this affect this. Well, too late. There already is. The set bonuses, that's what really is the difference. Not not per se anything else. It's the set bonuses make that huge difference. So, like, there's a five-piece set bonus, like it's god mode for DPS. There's, like, a lot of DPS set bonuses that are good for PvP. So what crafting is effective as is if you get it as a green drop, yeah, you can upgrade it. But you're not going to make—the top player in the game is not going to make their chess piece and upgrade it through crafting. They're going to get it through a drop, and then they're going to upgrade it through crafting, my opinion. Does that answer your question at all, or is that just rambling?
1: No, no. I, I definitely agree with you. I really do. Um, I, I think there should be unique unique things. I think that those crafting bonuses should be able to be crafted. Like the, But I think it yeah, should I agree be, you. you know, like, uh, I don't know, like a special gem drops or something like that, that when you are a special glyph drops. So, like, you get a... a we'll just say a Yakudin chess piece that has a Yakudin bonus. It also drops as well a glyph of Yaku- that you can then put on gear that make it that crafters then can go out and do the raid progression and then craft right. that gear.
2: But I don't... you have already done that yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's how I feel. But I, I, I understand your your thoughts. Thace, do you have anything for that?
0: Um... No, know, because for me, I, I feel differently about the VR ranks. Like, the the, the quest rewards could be a little bit better, but I don't really agree with adding, you know, increased stats when you level. And I don't really see it as a gear grind. I just see it as, you know, a, 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 a chance to see the stories in the other zones. And questing, and it's, it's fun for me. I get to explore. I, I don't really have a lot of negative views as of yet anyway, about the VR content.
1: Okay, Um, next email.
0: Okay, this is from Dan. Madam Tear Eater and Mr. Ag, I wanted to let you both know that I adore the show. The comfortable, well-balanced narratives transforms my daily commutes into delightful experiences. As a relatively new father, it also allows me to live a bit vicariously, as my duty to slay Wamasu is often overshadowed by other obligations. I do have a question for you, for the both of you. I have yet to venture into Cyrodiil since repeatedly dying to flaming VR13 undead Dino Knights has always been a low priority for me. With the realization that Cyrodiil is currently dead, and noting that a fair amount of that is likely due to imbalances, do you think at this point that Zenimax can draw players back into PvP by implementing better class-vampire balance? My concern is that even if the classes and diseases were brought back in line, the main issue will continue to be the disparities in actual character level, which quite frankly has kept me out of Cyrodiil since, since day one. Although I have been unable to get a hold of either of you in game, I hope those nerd roots were properly delivered. I would love the opportunity to adventure with both of you at some point in the future. Thank you for the show and Azure guides you both. Dan AKA at Magonushi.
1: Well, um, yes, no one really likes Flamin' VR12 Undead Dino Knights. They
2: Unless are... you are them. Unless you are them. Then it's like, oh, this is the best Unless thing ever. Unless you are them.
1: <laughs> um, well, I can tell you this. I know they're going to do... I could, uh, Right now, they haven't went into a lot of detail, but I can tell you they're going to be doing some sweeping changes to the PvP because I'm sure they see they have 20 campaigns out there and only one's active. They already talking about different kinds of rule sets. They've, they've already said they're thinking about separating out the leveling from the VR content, which I couldn't be happier for because the VR should be separate from, because it's even during our, uh, guild events and we were running some stuff, we go out there with 20 people and one veteran rank 10 would murder all of us and we would not even damage their health. It, got to the point where it wasn't even fun for us to do so i know there's going to be some changes to cyrodele and that's my opinion wait until they separate out the vrs um uh, what are your thoughts
2: yeah you're exactly right i mean they did already say that they were going to make different brackets and do a lot of different campaigns which i think is really good um, as far as class balancing, it's going to take a minute to get this game sorted because it's a unique game where everyone can heal, use range abilities, and that's why I'm staying. I love that. I don't have to reroll every week when some new class gets nerfed or whatever. But Cyrodiil right now is just not fun. Um, it's just not. I, whether I'm spending my time getting there or content like is buggy or like the servers break down it's like you know i'm just gonna let it be and try it here and there and really enjoy the getting the skill points and i really like the achievement system and wait until that gets fixed i mean i i was in a battle before my frame rapes dropped to five percent where some level 17 come tried to kill me i mean it didn't didn't drop my health like I, I, I should be able to beat a VR ten or twelve, but it shouldn't be where I just, you know, nuke it in one shot. That's a person. So I don't know. That's a lot of work to go, I think. Yeah. Ace, what do you think?
0: I I don't I don't you know, that they have said that they have plans and stuff. I just really hope they follow through with the plans to kind of squinch everything down. Because I would love to, after I improve my character, I I would really enjoy going into Cyrodiil and just beating the crap out of Deltia. Mm -hmm. And I want it to be a little more balanced because I think right now I I don't stand a chance to beat his face into the dirt. But eventually, (laughs) I would like the chance to ruthlessly beat his face into the dirt. So, I have high hopes that they will fix PvP in Cyrodiil.
1: Okay, um, well, that is the end of our emails for this week, and we're going to move on to our closing thoughts. So, first off, ladies first, ladies, tell us your final thoughts for this episode.
0: Glad to be back. Like taking taking that one episode off, I was I was like itching, kind of like going through withdrawal to do the podcast. So I'm I'm glad to be back. The break was nice though, with you know with, with the visitor that we had. So happy to be reading those lore books again. I was really excited to be reading uh, the book that I read today, which just for the sake of being able to pronounce it, to torture Ag, I'm going to pronounce the book one more time, "Opusculus Lame Balta Mesamorti, because it's just fun to say.
1: You do realize I can edit that out and make you say anything you want in editing, right? Because I'm going to, it's going to be like, uh, like an Austin Powers line, that's what's going to happen.
0: you will certainly be sleeping outside
1: (laughs) worth it okay and our guest Deltia tell us uh, your final thoughts for show and shout out anything you would like
2: oh my god how much time we have no I'm kidding Um, I know I kind of bashed on the game a little bit or maybe constructive criticism I really do like the game the immersion's fantastic the graphics are great the stories are wonderful It just needs some work. And right now it's in the point of the game where, you know, it's the infancy stage. A lot of these other MMOs people are, you know, going to or whatever, they've been around for eight years. And so you're going to get a lot of different things with those MMOs today. There's so many of them. It really just comes down to what environment you like and how is the community. And the community in Elder Scrolls Online is awesome. I really like the people. Everyone's been friendly and helpful. I haven't had the you suck, go kill yourself, like experience I had in Star Wars, um, you know, where people just flip out about stuff. And so right now, it's giving me exactly what I want. It's fun. I think Cyrodiil needs a lot of work to be really long-term enjoyable for me. So I'm comfortable just dinking around, questing, crafting until that gets fixed and really just enjoying the game i'm really learning a lot of the ins and outs of it what's the best spec and why and so i'm just taking time and like i kind of talked about here i'm going to make some videos now that i've learned a little bit um so other people can you know maybe increase their characters and have just as much fun as i am so that's what I'm spending my time on and i didn't mean to bash the game if that. that's what i was sounding like tonight
1: oh no no definitely not i i definitely look at all this as constructive criticism because we do love the game you only get passionate when it's something you enjoy like other games like wildstar i don't give a flying crap about wildstar i don't care what they do you know i'm not passionate about it it's like yeah whatever i don't care what they do but this game i love and i get passionate about so and uh do you want to shout out your site i noticed you didn't oh yeah yeah
2: I, i didn't do that i was rambling too much um yeah, Gaming.com and I have a YouTube site, I'm going to post a lot of videos, kind of like, you know, how to level the skills, how to, how I play my Dragonite and show you guys how ridiculous it is. Um, so if you want to go there, it's just, my username is Um and Gaming.com I'm on Twitter, so if you want to follow, I always follow fans back, so if you want to talk Elder Scrolls and get online, I'm all about it. So just follow me or come chat and leave a comment on the website, do the YouTube thing. If you want videos or some Dragonite specific thing or crafting whatever, I'll do it. Um, I just want to be a part of the community that enjoys it as much as I do.
1: I want to see a video of a Dragonite actually dying. I don't think it's physically possible.
0: Oh my gosh, can I participate to kill him? I want to be in that video.
2: We'll, wait, we'll both meet up in Cyrodiil some weekend. Yes. And then then you, we'll get a video of you killing me. Like how many shots it takes just sitting there beating on me.
0: That that sounds like an amazing idea. I am all for this. Can it be when the die system comes out so I can be the pink ranger beating the crap out of Deltia?
2: Well, as long as you can beat the, the dark dragon knight, I'm going to be all black. But Yeah, okay, sorry. If we're going to talk about dyes. It's going to go for hours now.
1: <laughs> awesome. And uh, I definitely, as long as I see it, I always try to retweet everything you do, so keep keep it uh, keep it coming and i will as long as i see it i'll retweet it because uh i definitely love your site and everything you're doing for the community so um
0: my favorite pvp meathead
1: indeed <laughs> indeed and uh of, of course deltia um i was gonna do it off show as well but i'll do it here that you have a, an open invitation anytime you would like to come back to the show so anytime you'd like to hop on just let us know we record sundays at three so you know that and uh anytime you feel like talking elder scrolls just hit me up and go hey coming on the show and you're on so i appreciate that not a problem all right i want to thank uh all my co-hosts and guests for joining us this evening um i want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast if you wish to help support the podcast feel free to donate via the paypal link on our website if you wish to contact us with questions comments criticisms the website for the show is Talesoftamriel.com. Or you can email the show at podcast at talesoftamriel.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at Tales of Tamriel. You can follow our friend Deltia at Deltia's Gaming. Facebook at facebook.com slash Tales of Tamriel Podcast. Or on YouTube at youtube.com slash tales of Tamriel. Also feel free to rate and subscribe to us via iTunes. That helps us out so much. Thank you. listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode of tales of tamriel have a great evening